in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it out. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right, all right, all right. Look at that voice, it's back. You are pumped for a, a Stormy Monday, aren't you? I love Stormy Mondays. Like every other red-blooded American, love Stormy Mondays. Nothing gets us going like the start of a new week where it's gloomy and disgusting and colder than it should be on April 11th. We love it. Stormy Monday, that'd be a really cool American Gladiator's name, wouldn't it? <laughs> or a horribly depressing Billy Holiday song. I'm somewhere too mixed between like Stormy Daniels and like yeah, some reason my mind went there first, and I'm thinking Stormy Monday. I'm like, I could see her like coming out like the big '80s hair, like lightning bolts, and what a way to start the week. Be a cool, yeah, that'd be cool. Mary, Mary Gladiators, what a great show. Welcome into the Mike Rutherford Show Monday edition. A taste of what's to come over the next five days, Record right there. right there. In the opening sixty <laughs> seconds, uh, we're here until six o'clock as always on fourteen fifty and ninety six one, the Big X. Fourteen fifty on your AM dial, ninety six one on your FM dial. Streaming wherever you're capable of streaming radio shows, podcasts as always will be up after the show. Go to BigXSportsRadio.com and you can find every podcast. And if you don't want to go there. Apple Pod's got them. Everywhere you can stream podcasts, I guess Spotify, which hates us for some reason, you can find uh, Big X Sports Podcasts, including the Mike Rutherford Show. And then uh, tell your Spotify people how wrong they are for not letting us on. Exactly. Let them know. Blame them, yeah. Get on Twitter. Attack them. We're like the reverse Joe Rogan. Like They, they just they won't let us on for some reason. They won't kick Joe Rogan off. They won't let us on. It's uh, no, we're, we're the Cleveland State in this scenario. When they finally yeah, exactly, Joe Rogan, they're so mad at Joe Rogan. They're keep, keeping the Mike Rutherford show off their uh, off their airways. That's what they do. That's what happens. Once they finally get Joe Rogan out of the way, they'll have room for us. There's not enough space on Spotify for Mike Rutherford and Joe Rogan. People still, have been saying it for years. I still can't get over the mechanic goofball from news radio. Is is big of a icon and popular to this day i mean fear factor as well like like just like that ascent to like somehow the guy that we go to for all of our trusted opinions on the world's biggest topics the guy that was that was you know bantering with andy dick and was 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 now you know this this big bullying 20 year olds for not eating worms and now he's letting us know exactly how you know the, the state of the western europe is going to play out at some point but it makes sense props to him whatever this is america you can do whatever you want uh we're on the air from three to six we have plenty of actual sports things to talk about i feel like i say that every single day we but do. we actually do today we're going to get to them but we want to hear from you as we're talking on the thornton's text line hit us up 502-414-1450 you know the number it's the thornton's text line and we love thornton's we love the fact that they're always 
saving you money at the pump with their refreshing rewards app. We love that they're, uh, you know, have a million area locations, and we really love the fact that they're coordinating the best job fair in the city, and it's happening this week. In fact, Thursday, April 14th is the day that it's going on. The mega hiring fair is happening at the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center located at 3029 West Muhammad Ali Boulevard. Come out from 3 to 6. Don't forget your ID and your resume. They're going to have on-site interviews, job offers, management positions with competitive salaries, competitive benefits package, uh, hourly positions ranging from $15 to $20 an hour. Earn a chance to win a $50 gift card while you're there. Again, remember, bring your ID, bring your resume. It's going down Thursday. April 14th. We've got all Lord. sorts of things to get to. Trevor, I'll get to you in just a second. I've had a resume. Just a second. You know, okay, that's a great addition to the conversation. <laughs> just adding on to the Thornton thing. I'd have to get a resume together. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> we've, got, we've got Nolan Smith. Yes. He's home, officially. We all knew it was happening because there were a million pictures of him recruiting in Orlando over the weekend at the EYBL event uh, in his Louisville gear, which was awesome to see. But today, officially, we got to hear from him, got to hear from Kenny Payne, who gave us a couple of other updates. We had the strangest, I, I think, Louisville baseball game slash series in a long, long time over the weekend. Uh, yesterday was a, if you haven't heard the details, we'll get to them, but a uh, all-time day out there at Jim Patterson Field a Stadium for a, a number of different mm-hmm. reasons. We'll talk about that. We've got a new football edition. We've got a new recruiting target on the basketball front that I think Kenny Payne has his sights set on. Also a new transfer to talk about. Not really new, but a, a official transfer target that Louisville is a finalist for. We'll get to all that good stuff. And then I'll, I'll also share my thoughts on Disney on Ice. And another Rutherford household disaster. It, we can't go one weekend without one. Electricity go out again. Didn't go out this weekend. Thank oh, well, God. that's good. But I know everybody wants to hear about the disaster, and we'll get to it. What but before animal, we do any of that, animals in the walls. You've already heard him seven times today in, in in the first five minutes of the show. But an official welcome in. It's you're like Nolan, the Nolan Smith of the radio show. <laughs> we haven't officially welcomed you in, but everybody knows you're there, and everybody's already heard from you. Yeah. Uh, but officially. Welcome to the show, Trevor Kelsey. How was the weekend? Comparing me to a legacy son and future NBA head coach and awesome assistant coach for Louisville, I'll take it. It's where the comparisons <laughs> stop and start and stop. You didn't Pretty answer the question much. at all. How was the weekend? I was awesome. Had a good weekend. Uh, I know you watched like 17 movies. Got, I had a full weekend. And I got home Friday. Actually, I didn't feel that great when I left here Friday. I don't know what it was. Really? I think it's because I ate ice cream on Thursday night and it started. It's, I, I thought I got. I got. <sighs> The lactose intolerance, I, I, yeah, flaring up I, again. I thought I, I was, you know, flirting with disaster a little bit. And I thought, you know, man, there's this quart of ice cream in the fridge, in the freezer. It looks really good. It was like one in the morning, so I ate it. What are you doing? Uh, I could tell you why, but I didn't. I don't think I should. And then so I ate it, which is one of the first times I'll ever stop myself. I was say, why start being <laughs> yeah, reserved well, right now? Yeah, well, gotta start somewhere, right? We're already too far. So in. I ate that. So Friday I got home after the show. I didn't. I mean, I was starting to feel a little bit of the stomach, and then I went home. I actually, went to sleep early Friday night. Made up for it on Saturday. Watched a, a bunch of movies Saturday and Sunday. Finished nice. the season four of Rescue Me. Watched some uh, reruns of Friends. Did an array of movies. I think what was the movies? I went through them with you. I watched Breakfast Club. I watched um, The Wolverine. I watched 12 Years a Slave. And then I watched Starchy and Hutch. It's quite the eclectic mix. Well, you know, a you man know, of all tastes. Variety's the spice of life. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea of you finishing 12 Years a Slave. Like taking a moment to process the entire thing, yeah. taking it all in, <laughs> reflecting on your own, you know, views of the world mm-hmm. and and how things were 200 years ago, and just all this stuff, and then being like, you know what, 
I need some Stiller. I need some Wilson. I need and, I need, and I need him right now. Well, I need to cheer up a little I bit. I got to fire that bad boy up. There's only one way to keep this party going, and that's with Starsky and Hutch. I mean, only only the movie I could have followed it with that would have been even like more weirder would have been like Airplane or something. Yeah. Like, it's just sort of like <laughs> Kindergarten Cop. Basically, <laughs> any comedy following 12 Years a Slave is going to be an odd combination. I mean, it's not much more weird, I guess, than watching The Wolverine, which isn't that great of a movie for some reason. I just had it on, and I just didn't feel like changing the channel. It was either that or one of the multiple simulcasts of the Red Sox and Yankees that I really could care less to watch. It's like you know you're you're low on sports and ESPN when you're simulcasting like the second regular season game of these two teams yeah. on three of your channels. Which by the way, the Yankees and Blue Jays start their series tonight. Oh man, Blue Jays start two and one. The Reds a little bit of a rocky start, but not too bad. Hell, I'll take a two-two split. Yeah, I mean, I watched a little bit of the game on Sunday. Uh, Hunter Green, future star. Yeah, it's right here. Couldn't have looked better. I, I, I'm hearing, I'm hearing those rumors here, and he's a stud and in, in, in waiting. Mike Moustakis, wake the f up. I'm, I'm losing patience already. <laughs> Moose and the Punisher are. I'm already just everything they do is starting to annoy me well, if already. It, if it makes you, I mean, it makes you feel better. Our, our big, big trade guy from the Twins last year, uh, Barreros, went one third of an inning, and his, his first start is the, is our number one starter this year. Gave up six runs and one out in one inning. Not a good start for him. Would you like me to text him smack talk to my buddy Dylan, the uh, Yankees hitting coach? Oh yeah, it's still oh, so. Yeah, I haven't gotten used to this now. Like, tell, tell him watch our watch our young studs hit the ball and take notes. The thing is, like, he'll fire back with like a bleep you and like stuff. Like, he's, oh, I like that. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's not. He does not mess around. Like, we're giving him crap about like. <laughs> You know, like tell tell Stanton to do this or whatever, and he's like, "Why don't you tell him yourself?" And he'll put his fist through your face, and we're I'm, like, "Okay, like we're not really talking bleep to John Carlos Stanton." I'm assuming the, that you you've driven the Costanza Yankee clips into the ground, right? Already, yeah. He, I mean, we did win the World Series in six. <laughs> Dylan's never he doesn't watch Seinfeld. Like he, oh, he did, our, he, our references are all lost. He wouldn't even him. get the reference. He's like, "So how's it going?" Well, there's something wrong with Tartable Swing, but other than that, <laughs> no. It's it's hilarious, but it is so weird to see him like on TV, like celebrating a home run, and then like two hours later, he's texting us from the subway. He's like, Dylan's like never experienced New York really. Okay, and so like these are all his first subway that. experiences, and he's like, it's just like it is on like YouTube videos. I'm like, he's like setting us pictures of like guys dancing. I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of assumed it was. I don't know what to say. I assume you're going to get more of that. I'm glad before. to know YouTube hasn't lied to me. Yeah, well, you, where television has, has lied to me multiple times, and movie had disappointed me. Exactly. Tele- YouTube is still the honest one of the. Of the group, I guess. In, <laughs> so, in some respects, <laughs> as honest as they can be. So it was a full weekend in the Kelsey Manor. No added pets. Uh, <laughs> did, did do some home redecorating, but other uh, hung up some new. Uh, got some new artwork in this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. I. I mean, I've got to ask. Oh, I got the. Uh, you're gonna love this one. It's a big uh, 16 by 20 framed. It's the Jason Kelsey, the entire speech from the the Super Bowl. Uh, parade signed by him. Okay, all like I like that written out. It's pretty big. It's pretty cool. A little expensive, but I was like, I want it. I gotta have it. I was gonna guess it's, it's going on the man cave. I was gonna guess framed poster of either Scarface or the Belushi wearing the college shirt, like like every college kid <laughs> in America had <laughs> in two thousand three. It was two thousand three. Talking about, about every every year from nineteen eighty five up until two thousand three. I'm just joking. I didn't I'm, think that's actually what it was. True. You, 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 can we be honest here? Can I, can I be honest with you? It's the most honest radio show in Louisville. It, it, well, that is 100% true. To, to a fault sometimes. Exactly. I've never watched Scarface all the way through. You're not missing much. I never say I was. And, I know somebody, like, people are driving around, like, like pulling their hair, like, oh my God, they're coming after Scarface now. I'm sorry. It's not great. I just, I've, it's just I've, okay. I've seen, the, I've seen clips. I know the premise. I know the lines. Um, it's almost to a level like, 
and I get crap for this, and I have gone back and rewatched it, but I was never a big Godfather fan either. I love the Godfather. And it's just, I don't know, it just, I feel like no one describes my feelings about Godfather better than Peter Griffin did. It insists on Yeah, I like the money pit. That is my answer. I mean, that's, and I thought maybe because I watched it when I was in like high school that I should go back and watch it. I didn't give it a fair shot in high school, which makes sense. Patience, not as much. No, you know, I don't have the good taste. I went back and watched Godfather 1 and 2 a couple years ago. It's still kind of boring. No, oh, I love it. Didn't do it for me. I'll hey, take Goodfellas. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah, but I will take it over. Uh, at least I gave it another chance. Scarface, I'm not even bothered with it. I don't think you're missing much. Again, I, know, I think yeah. you're going to be okay. I, I want to get to my weekend yes. in, a, in a little bit. You were you had a full weekend too, though. Oh my god, we had a full weekend. I mean, uh, yeah, we'll get to that. I do want to talk sports first, though. I say I say that at three sixteen now, as I've let you just do your Trevor thing, but that's fine. Yeah, now we have two days to describe. You're good. People tune in; they they know what they're getting at this point. <laughs> Let's start with Nolan Smith because not a shocking development. I, I guess I should start here because there's a. One announcement that we're still waiting on. Well, roster announcement that we're still waiting on. So Friday, I told you I came in here. I said, my understanding is Jalen Withers going to announce today that he's coming back. J.J. Trainer Saturday. Yep. Which Rose was. Wheeler, Sunday. And then Nolan Smith will officially be announced on Monday. Three of those things happened. One of them did. The, Ooh, I know which one. I know which one. You, you do. <laughs> Real quickly, Roosevelt Wheeler did not make any sort of announcement over the weekend. <laughs> Kenny Payne was asked today during his press conference for Nolan Smith. He, he did, took some gen, uh, general questions as well, not just all Nolan Smith related. He was asked about Roosevelt Wheeler and sort of said, we've had some good talks. The ball's in his court. And I think UofL, like the, Kenny Payne and the other people within the program, they're understanding going into the weekend was they were going to hear that Wheeler was going to come back and that was going to be his announcement. The fact that it hasn't happened, a little bit of a surprise, I, I think, to some people. We'll see. Like I I think Kenny Payne, sort of, I think he was being just like us, open and honest with everybody when he said balls in his court. We'll find out. If, if Roosevelt Wheeler wants to remain a Cardinal, he can remain a Cardinal. Payne also did say that like everybody on the roster had the chance to come back because there's been some talk and Look, I'm taking him for his word here. There had been some talk that he had kind of pushed some people out, which is understandable. It tends to happen whenever there's a new head coach coming in, especially to a program that has been well below its standards for the last couple of years. Don't play around it. I mean, Dre Davis is a name I think you're thinking of. Morning, yeah, I mean, just because that was the report. It like, seems to be the more popular consensus guess on which name you're talking about. There were actual reports out there that kind of said, you know, Dre and, and Tay Davis. Yeah still wanted to be Cardinals and they were kind of told things. and both of them have said in their announcements making it even more interesting like we're we they're we're both leaving open the possibility of coming back to Louisville yeah. which I don't understand but but Payne today said anybody who wanted to come back could have come back we you know made the same pitch to everybody and if you want to come here and work great if you don't you can go somewhere else and the guys that we all thought were going to come back chose to come back and the guys that we all thought weren't going to come back haven't come back and there's one name out there that we're waiting on, it's Roosevelt Wheeler. So we'll see. Does that worry you a little bit, though? That, that I mean, it was thought that he was going to make the announcement on Sunday. I thought that was a little weird. He was going to do it back-to-back to back to days. But, uh, I mean, I would have stretched out. Maybe that's what he's doing. But do you get a little worried that maybe he, he, he was supposed to say something on Sunday and then changed his mind, possibly? Possibly. I, I, I mean... Or does, it, does Wheeler's return or non-return that's not move weird. your needle at all? Like, I... I'd like to have him back for all the reasons we've talked about when yeah. we've been discussing the roster for the last few weeks. But hurt. if he doesn't come back, like I don't think it's a it's a make or break. Like you yeah. know, whatever he he can make his own decision. If he doesn't, this is a kid who's been injured off and on for the last three years. 
is finally getting healthy. I think we're finally going to get a chance to see the real Roosevelt. I mean, he hasn't had an offseason where he's been able to to work out and practice and get better for the entire you know seven, eight-month period since he was like a sophomore in high school, since he was like 16 years old. So this is a crucial you know, five month period coming up for him and his evolution and his you know future as a basketball player. So I'd love to see it happen here, especially given Kenny Payne's reputation for developing big men. But if he chooses to to go somewhere else, then I'll, I'll wish him the best. And I, I don't think it's going to make or break the next several seasons of Louisville basketball. So what you said, it probably be best his 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 best for him to make the decision as soon as possible, so he can get to work on those things. Agreed. Because I would think that he's maybe slightly working on these things, but not to the, to the level where. He should be if he's also trying to contemplate where he's going to end up. Yeah, I mean, the first summer session is going to start here in about a month and a half. So they'll have, you know, and you'll be able, once that starts, you can have those once a week full on practices. And then they'll also have the individual workouts in the offseason, uh, you know, lifting sessions and all that good stuff. So, yeah, it, he's got a couple of weeks to figure out what he wants to do. But, you know, you don't want to wait too long because transfer portals heating up. Louisville's in on some new recruits that we're going to talk about today. Um, roster spots are going to start, I think, going away here relatively soon. And if, you know, you don't want to get recruited over, whether it's a guy who's played four years of college basketball already or a guy who's coming in to play his first, then going to have to act pretty soon. But Nolan Smith is the big story of the day. And I thought it's strange that I'm old enough to be in a position where, like, I was technically writing about Louisville sports the day that Nolan Smith committed to Duke and remember vividly, like, where I was. I, I hadn't started doing Card Chronicle yet. I'd started doing the the card report, which eventually became Card Chronicle very quickly when I Why'd signed. Why did you change the name? Well, I, I signed over to SB Nation, and they uh-huh. chose the name. Fun story. I wasn't allowed. You weren't. They didn't want the in the title of their website names because apparently that's not good for search engine optimization back in 2006. I blame Facebook for that. Blame Facebook. But so I, like, I was working at damn movie. I was working at Bellarmine. It was my junior year of college, and it was that spring. And everybody kind of already knew that Nolan Smith was probably going to go to Duke. Yeah. And it was going to break all of our hearts. And I remember being there. I'd, I'd written up the little thing on the car report to, to tell the story. And I remember watching the full press conference. Well, I mean, great Bellarmine PR office employee, just watching Nolan Smith press conferences and doing nothing else during my time there. But I like vividly remember being there and just thinking, you know, it, it, I understand it, but it kind of sucks. Like, this is a kid who's one of the best prospects in America. We were at that time still looking to up the recruiting, especially at the guard position. And that was 2010. That was. Yeah, I mean, we were like, like Sosa and McGee had been our point guards for the last four years. Yeah. I think we were all kind of waiting. Like, it's, you know, those guys had their moments for sure, but I think we wanted to have like an, an NBA type point guard coming in. And, you know, we, 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 we had Peyton Siva on the roster still, but Smith seemed like a no brainer. And he was great at Duke for four years. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But. I, I was like watching his press conference, and he was so. It made you hurt even more that he wasn't going to be a cardinal because he came off as so affable, so so likable, so uh, articulate, just really smart kid. Ex- answered every question with like wisdom beyond beyond his years, and you're like, well, damn, like like, like this would be awesome. Like, like this is what you want at a program like Louisville is legacy kid, fantastic player, and one who's going to make you proud during all four of his years as a Cardinal or however long he chooses to stay. And it's cool now 12, uh, you know, because he, he made that choice. It was, it was 06 when he committed because he graduated in 2011 was his last year as a player. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's been about, for some reason I was thinking he was right before that. I don't know why. Yeah, it was, it was, it was 06, 07. Okay. So he, 15 years later now is back in town and he's here to stay. 
And I love that he said the first thing that he did when he got into Louisville was go to Cave Hill, go visit his dad's grave, and you know, talk to him about gonna make you proud, happy to be here, all those good things. It just it sort of drove home. And again, like I'm a person who didn't I wasn't old enough to experience Derek Smith here as a player yeah. and how much he meant to some people. But like just talking to my dad, talking to my brothers, talking to people who did go through that era and the way that they talk about Derek Smith both at, both as a player and a person. Hell, hearing Kenny Payne today talk about how like Derek Smith was like a father to him and all this stuff was just so endearing and so it made it really cool to hear Nolan talk, to see his wife posting pictures of their kids, taking pictures at the Yum Center with the you know, Derek Smith, little banner that's out there in the concourse um, that they'd done every single time that Duke had played at Louisville since Nolan had been on staff. Like, it's just the whole, and, and I know the family atmosphere has been a thing that we've talked about since the day KP was officially hired, but this drives it home. And I thought it was awesome. And not only do you get that element, but you get a guy that everybody in basketball circle says he's a future star. I mean, Coach K apparently told Nolan Smith, like, this is a great business decision for you. You're like, we think the world of you, you're obviously going to be a big time head coach at some point in time. And this is an opportunity. The one kind of interesting thing about today's news was the rumor for the last couple of weeks had been that he was going to be hired as the associate head coach, the press release. And maybe this is just semantics. Maybe they're going to establish this in the next couple of weeks. The press release just says assistant, just says first assistant coach hired. There's no mention of of being associate head coach at Louisville, but he is the first official hire of Kenny Payne's new staff. I'm happy. I think this is cool. I love seeing the reaction from all the Louisville fans who are, you know, so desperate for good news right now. It feels like it felt like a moment today. It, it felt like just the perfect, perfect thing to do. I mean, it, yeah. it just, all the, the, the stars aligned and the, the perfect storm and everything. And yes, it would have been even better to have him here as a player and, and be a part of some good runs that we had that would have, he would have been a part of maybe in 08 and 09 and so on and so forth. And, but you know what? In the end, it, it, the cream still rises and everything worked out and he's back in Louisville. And hey, I mean, if you could trade, not that I would nothing against his four years as a player, but if I can take him as six years as a coach over four years as a player, I'll, t- I'll take the extra two couple of years. Possibly is he's here recruiting as much talent and contributing to us winning as much as he could have when he was, you know, six, you know, 18, 19 years old. Would love to, like you said, love to have him as a player, but he finally, he's finally come home. Sometimes it takes a little longer to, sometimes that road's a little longer and a little windier. Takes a little, a little, little more. He didn't have MapQuest back then. <laughs> or he did have MapQuest. That's probably why he ended up at Duke and not Louisville originally. MapQuest, we all know MapQuest was liars. I'll tell you the time they sent me to an Amish farm. But the but he he's here now and I'm happy to see it. it just seem it does seem perfect. Now let's 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 see this other. Uh, are we gonna get the milk one out of the way next, or we're gonna get who the the surprise behind door three? It's like we're like we're playing. Let's make a deal over here. It's like we we know behind door one is is Nolan, which is a winner. We think Di- behind door two is, is Mill. Well, yeah, but it could be like you know a, a possum or something. And then what's behind door three? Is it a, you know, a raggedy bike? Is it a brand new car? I think right now it's nothing. I mean, what we, we, like. yeah, we, I'd like to know what it's going to be. That's so no, now that we've got the obvious out of the way and it's a great story and it's obviously the good thing to have. Let, let's now fill out the gaps of the mystery. Yeah. I think that because Kenny Payne was asked about the assistance today and he sort of said, I don't, I don't really want to talk about the rest of the staff right now. Let's keep the focus on Nolan. I think we've you know, hit a home run here. Let's, let's just, 
that, that the right the focus answer, of today. Yes. And that's the right answer to do. Put the focus on For the sure. guy who deserves the focus today. The focus on the other assistants will come when their day is here. I do think that initially they had wanted to enough the uh, enough, uh, announce the entire staff together. Are you inventing words like me now? Just you. It's the, it's the, the Rutherford Show lexicon. Unst to my knowledge. Continues to expand. <laughs> Unst to my knowledge, they were going to enough. Um <laughs> I think they wanted to announce the entire staff at the same time. I think the holdup has been this third assistant who... We don't know who it is. Door well, thir- it's door number three. I think that... Kenny Payne had an idea of who he wanted it to be, and then it ended up not not happening. Talk about the Sal coach? No, I, 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 I'm not gonna say. Um, oh, yeah, I don't. I, don't I, I think, but I don't Tasty. have it. In, I mean, I don't. I, again, I, <laughs> if I felt, I'm not gonna do the whole like I know something because I don't know it for sure. I think I do, but I don't feel confident enough to to put it out there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there have been look. Just pick one of the seven names that have been talked about for the last couple of weeks, and okay. you, you, know, you can guess one of the guys who stuck around. Um, you know, you had. Coach at Oklahoma State, coach at Indiana. You mentioned the coach at LaSalle. Three of those guys have, have basically said, been re-upped at their current positions We're and said thanks else, but no yeah. thanks. I think one of those guys was the one that originally Kane Payne thought he was going to be able to bring on. But there's still been talk about Jarence Howard. Ashley Howard's been out there as well. I think maybe there might be some new names floating around. But we should find out pretty quickly who's going to fill that third spot. But it's it, it, it was so cool this weekend, again, before the official announcement of Nolan Smith happened, to see him, the pictures of him down there at the EYBL event in Orlando, wearing the Louisville gear, sitting there, you know, stalking the, like you know the recruits and stuff. And he said today, I mean, stalking. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he, he's it is stalking. You're a shark, yeah, right? Yeah, like you want your your coaches this time of the year to be sharks out there. And oh, yes, yes. He kind of had there were pictures of him where he kind of looked like like I'm that dude. Like I'm one of the hot names in the coaching world. I'm going to go <laughs> take your guys. And he he was asked today about recruiting and over the weekend in Louisville stuff and how it all felt. And he said. I felt like there was fear from other programs. And he said, I, I truly believe that. He's like, I'm not joking. Like, the, the, there was a little bit of fear out there. We're going to start doing some big things. And just wait was sort of the the implication there. Yeah. One big name, if we're looking for actual recruiting news to come out of the weekend, because we all know how focused Louisville is on DJ Wagner. We've heard some of the other names in the top 10. Heard his name dropped a few times. We're getting, <laughs> <laughs> that's not stopping anytime soon. No. But the big name that I think came out of this weekend because Kenny Payne's original plan was to go to Indianapolis for the AAU, the, the Adidas event there, spend one day, and then go down and hang out with Nolan Smith at the Nike EYBL event and start recruiting there. In Orlando. He chose to stay at Indianapolis for another day. Ooh. And there's only one reason. Ooh, yeah, I would think that somebody there's got his attention. Elijah Fisher. I like the name. He's a four-star, high four-star, low five-star prospect, depending on which service you're using. Okay. 24-7 Sports has him as the number 21 overall player in the class of 2023. Uh, he's out of Crestwood Prep in Toronto and apparently was putting on a little bit of a show in Indy. And there's some talk that he could reclassify to 2022, which would mean he could play on this coming team, this winter for Louisville. But no one, or Kenny Payne, I should say, you know, Basically, it stayed entirely for him. Wanted to put the message out there, like, we are prioritizing you. He's a 6'6 shooting guard, uh, the number two shooting guard in the class, according to 24-7 Sports. That's not next year's class. It's the year after, right? What, I, I think you were searching what I just other, said. Other than re, uh, He re- is 2023, yeah. but the notion is that he is probably going to reclassify. reclassify. Yeah. I heard reclassify. I think he's a kid who, he's one of these kids, he basically, his age should have him in the 2022 class. So if he reclassifies, it's not like we're getting a 
you know, 16 year old who's yeah. just not ready for the game. I think he's going to be like 18, 19, the, the way that most incoming college freshmen are. But this is the first guy that Kenny Payne has really just set his sights on outside of, I mean, we assume DJ Wagner's going to be that guy. We've heard a couple of other um, 2022 kids. We know we went after Sky Clark to a degree. We've talked about transfers, but this is the first one that we hadn't really heard about Louisville being mm-hmm. a factor in. And then boom, he's in on so much so that he skipped his is a day in Orlando to spend more time watching Elijah Fisher. 6-6 guard. Again, going like after Texas the big guards. Tech has been really heavily after him from what it looks like on going between 247 and rival sites. Just looking at his page. Looks like they've been the one that have been the most looking at him. And no disrespect to Mark Adams, who did a hell of a job last year. I think he's a fantastic coach. But if you're looking at a top 25 player in a class and you're kind of maybe a little bit late in the game getting in on him and you're worried about who you're going to be going up against head-to-head, You'd rather that name be Texas Tech than Duke <laughs> yeah. or Carolina. Or Texas. Or Kentucky or Kansas <laughs> or Texas at this point. So keep an eye out. Elijah Fisher. We'll see. Let's keep that name in mind. If you want to make like, you know, we talked about Kenny Payne trying to make this early splash and getting the fans all, you know, juiced up for recruiting in the future and all this stuff. That's one name that would do it. That'd be a nice little start. Uh, we've talked about Devin Ree in the 2022 class, but he's a lower-end player. He's, don't give me, I, I think he's got fantastic potential. I think he could be a terrific college player, but he's you know around 80, 85 in the recruiting service rankings for that class. This is a top 25 player and a kid who could end up reclassifying and joining your team for next year. I love how between whichever site you're looking at, he's listed anywhere between 6'5", 6'7", and 185 pounds and 210 pounds. Oh, is he? This I've is, just seen six, six. This is like where I'm listed between six three and six seven, depending on which gas station I'm walking out of. Either way, whether, regardless <laughs> of what option like it is, you put him at six six. You have six six two hundred pounds. I've got six six one ninety five. <laughs> okay, right in the middle. <laughs> he's a big guard. We, can we just good, agree to he's say a that good wing player? He's a good wing player, so, which is something we could well we could use anything to be honest with you. So that's <laughs> that was kind of the, the the big basketball. The other, real quickly before we go to break, the other big hey louisville's looking at roster stuff for next season type yeah. news on the basketball front sean mcneil a, a name that has been talked about on the show before because he was a kentucky native took, i was gonna say yeah he put you i thought he did yeah took cooper high school to the state finals in 2017 cooper um it's from union kentucky played the last three seasons at west virginia he's now announced that he's down to six schools for his transfer destination and this is a kid with he's a grad transfer one year of eligibility remaining couldn't get another ncaa year so if he played for louisville this next season this would be his only season as a cardinal but he's down to six schools louisville indiana virginia ohio state texas tech and cincinnati not a bad list look at Texas tech out here hey mark adams needs to fill some spots now you're losing <laughs> terrence shannon losing some guys but this is a kid who, if we've talked about our... Oh, Texas Tech really sticks out in that group. Do they? I mean, look, everyone else is in the Ohio Valley region. Oh, yeah. Re- well, yeah. Virginia, not really, but... Yeah, but he's... Close from, enough. Yeah. I, mean, I see what you're saying. You got Texas Tech, like, way out there, kind of. Cooper, or uh, McNeil's a kid, signed at Bellarmine back in the day. I'd forgotten this, that he, he went to Bellarmine. They were excited about him. He shows up. He goes through orientation. He goes through the first week of class. And like some 18-year-old kids do kind of freaked out like he the, he did, wasn't ready for the academic rigors he thought this isn't for me and he left school after a week and went back home and he's since called it the worst decision of my life 
but he was like playing video games and doing nothing for a couple of months, uh, living the Trevor Kelsey life. I was like, don't bash it. <laughs> yeah. And then he saw like his little brother was playing. He's 6'3 like me. <laughs> <laughs> his little brother was starting to, to play for Cooper High School that fall and getting ready for the upcoming season. And that was the moment where he was like, I don't want to leave basketball behind. I still have the bug. I still have got the itch. And he went to Sinclair Community College in Dayton, lit it up, like average over 30 points per game. Like the opposite of you, from Bellarmine to Dayton to Dayton to Bellarmine. Yeah, well, kind of, <laughs> except he, I mean, Sinclair Community College in Dayton was a little different than UD, and I lasted more than one week at Bellarmine. <laughs> yeah. But I, I see the, the, the progression, the track is the same a little yeah. bit. But he ended up being one of the most highly recruited, Juco, uh, highly recruited JUCO players in the class of 2019. Signs with West Virginia, plays three years there. The last two, he's been a starter and basically their, their biggest contributor, averaged over 12 points per game both those two seasons, was all Big 12 honorable mention both those two seasons, uh, played the most minutes on the team this past year. And the big thing, if you're looking at how can this guy help us, and I know we've been sold this before in recent years, <laughs> but if you're looking for somebody for, to yeah. improve yeah. upon Louisville's recent struggles from beyond the arc, the last three years at West Virginia, he's made 155 three-pointers and collectively shot over 37% from deep. So I, I know that you know Noah Locke and Matt Cross, we kind of had the same thing for them last year, and it didn't really work out. But he is billed as a good outside shooter, tough defender, strong with the ball, not like an electric athlete, but I think a guy who could definitely help Louisville next year. I, like, like I said, the first time his name came up, I don't think he takes Louisville from like fringe top 25 to into the top 20 or anything but he would be a nice addition on a team that could use a little bit of stability and also experience guy that can be a nice for rotation player i think that's fair to say have we uh we, has there any been any chirping of the possible destinations of some of the guys who have left here i know you mentioned dre still keeping his quote-unquote options open uh but purdue has been a heavy favorite what about locking crosses has there been any uh you keep your ear to the, the the grindstone more than I do with this thing. I've got. I'll be honest. I've got no idea about Matt Cross. I know Noah Locke. He has probably he, wants to do pro thing. I've no idea. Oh, okay. I mean, Noah Locke has his offer list is solid as you would expect. Yeah. I mean, there's always a you know Gonzaga is one of the schools that has been the hardest after oh, him. Oh yeah. I mean, even if he did underachieve at Louisville, there's always room for a. A shooting, a guy that can be a, a, a blow up shooter. He's a good catch and shoot guy. Yeah. I mean, great catch and shoot guy. Uh, Sam Williamson took an official visit to oh, SMU yeah. over uh, the weekend. I forget to say. Um, so SMU, like I would be surprised. I take that back. I shouldn't say that. Three weeks ago, I would have told you it's it's either going to be SMU or TCU. I can't tell you what's happened in the three weeks since, but I know that SMU is still high on his list. He's obviously from the Dallas area, so going there would, would make some sense. But he took an official there, and I think that would be a, a nice fit for him. But we'll TCU's see. TCU's in Dallas too, isn't it? TCU's in Fort Worth. Dallas, same thing. Um, it's like, it's like, I mean, it's St. Paul and Minneapolis. It's the same yeah, I mean, they're right they're next to each other. Sure. Um, <laughs> so the, I'm trying to pull up the Noah Locke offer. I know Gonzaga was one of the schools that was after him the heart, but he's he's one of those guys. Law, lengthy list of player yeah. uh, of schools that have come calling for him. And Cross has been pretty much a mystery. I haven't heard anything about Matt Cross. To be just just perfectly honest, Seriously. I'm sure that I just want to see if I'm right and he ends up in Boston. There, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that schools have reached out. I'm sure yeah. he's taken, but he is notoriously aloof. Like he's not going to be the guy who's like hitting up <laughs> Jeff Borzell and been like being like, "Here, these schools are reaching out to me." Like you're probably going to have to like search for Matt Cross, like track him down if you want to find out what's happening with him. So we'll see what happens on that front. All right, we've talked long enough. We'll go to break. When we come back, we'll read some of your text. We'll also recap a wild, wild Sunday at Jim Patterson Stadium oh, man, and get crazy. to the other big news of the weekend in Cardinal sports. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Monday here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Hanging around. 
nothing to do but frown Rainy days and Mondays always get me down What I've got they used to call When you let Jim Nance pick your, your music. First of all, you know I have a thing to say. What? I've always had things to say. I didn't know that, but. Okay. Oh, yeah. I told you the stories of Dan Hall. Really, singer? Just another manic Monday. That was my favorite Nance. So I'm kind of like a Jim Nance whisperer. I love his corny lines. One of the, the first like viral things that I ever wrote way back in the early days of the sports internet was a post just called Jim Nance Quotes, where I broke down like his corniest and worst lines of all time. And he was a, he went to Houston. He did go to Houston. He played was, golf with uh, uh, with uh, George H W Bush. Was on the same golf team at Houston with Fred Couples. I didn't know those parts. I just knew he was he did the uh, he was there during the fast lane with Jamma days. He was, yeah. but George W Bush played in golf team. Well, he played golf with him consistently they were um, on the golf team together but they play golf like, i didn't picture george w with golf balls little big white balls yes but not golf balls <laughs> anyways during the national title game a week ago i was like there's no way nance like nance is like saying silent prayers during every break that this north carolina lead holds up and that brady manick keeps playing this well so he can use his parting line Manic Monday. Like, like oh, yeah, and well, can you blame him on that one though? I mean well, no more than five minutes later, because I'm like, here it comes. It, it's gonna happen. Like they Brady Manic swats a shot and they put his stats up there and he's like, a little bit of a manic Monday there, isn't it, Bill? And I was like, Oh yeah, I was like he couldn't even wait. He the line was too good. He couldn't risk the possibility of a Kansas comeback or Brady Manic playing poorly in the second half. And you know what? God love him. He made the right call because he wouldn't have gotten to use it at the end because Kansas did come back. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. How was your Masters? My Masters? Yeah. Well, I picked Cam Smith, and I picked Scotty Scheffler second. You can go back and look at the – and so I thought for a while there. I'm they like, didn't win? I'm like, I might have a ch- – well, Scheffler won. Oh, okay. But they were in the final group together, and they were like runaways. Like they, they were way up, and then Cam Smith collapsed and ended up tying for third, which kind of ruined my – I was going to make some funny jokes about – because I had like the top five. For a second there, I was like, I may have gotten like the top five entirely correct – Except I slotted Gonzaga in its five as like a crappy like C minus joke, and, and I was going to be able to be like Gonzaga letting me down again, like in the you know the key moment. But then everybody kind of fell apart. So the Scotty Scheffler won. Scheffler won. Number okay. one player in the world couldn't be hotter. Four wins already. Four wins since February. He's got a lot of he's got work to do. For, I mean, you know, he he gets remembered in my mind though. He has made more money since February twelfth. Saw this tweet you did. Than Jack Nicholas made his entire career. That's insane. Nuts. I mean, Nuts. that is just that is insane. He's made over six million dollars since February. Jack Nicholas made just over five for his entire career. Just in golf, though. Just in golf. Thank you. I'm career sure, yeah, winnings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, side stuff, building golf courses, and you know all that good stuff. I'm sure. Yeah, he's he's not without. But yeah, the fact his career earnings are just over six million dollars. I mean, nuts. Not, and that's just not like you. Oh, the tournament was what five about, for Jack Nicklaus. Yeah, what about inflation? No, no. It's more just the fact that golf. No one cared about golf in terms of winnings and the money in it until Tiger really got involved. It certainly helps. 
Yeah, I mean, speaking of Tiger, he made it through four rounds. That was a win. Did, did, is that good? He made the cut, but he didn't. My, his body held up. Is what I'm saying. He made it through. He just like he finished, and so now there's hope that he could you know play the British Open, move forward, maybe see more of Tiger this summer. Now he's got he's got to win a big four to to, to go for those records. It's not just a, any golf tournament, right? A big four. Yeah, and aren't they big four majors? Well, same difference, right? I just, I just, I love the golf vernacular coming out of Trevor Kelsey. This is why we talk golf on this show. Yeah, it's big four. I mean, it's, well, that's what they call the, the the four original pay-per-views in wrestling. This, I, this is why we have, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, it's big four in wrestling. It's grand slams in tennis. It's majors in golf. It's What's the big four still? Always happens in fours, just like the bridge. Well, except for the <laughs> except for horse racing, they would do three. Well, yeah. Triple crown. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a weird name if it was four. Final four. Final, well. Frozen four. Lots of fours in sports. What, what, what was what we've established what, 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 here. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, was, was that number four? What? The, the number that the, the explains all universe? Wasn't that four? I don't. I have no idea. It's actually, I think, 43, to be honest with you. Okay. It was close. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the baseball weekend at Jim Patterson Stadium. So Louisville, on Friday when we got off the air, was getting just blitzed by North Carolina. Um, I think they, get, they fell behind 9 nothing. It was looking horrible. They make a valiant comeback but fall short in the opener. Then they win in extra innings on Saturday. And then yesterday. This is the only one I even knew about. They, they won on a walk-off on Saturday. So it, this is a top-20 series. I mean, this is a big series, especially after they, they dropped two of three against Pittsburgh last weekend, who's not a good baseball team. You wanted to bounce back. You're, mm-hmm. you're facing a top-20 opponent in North Carolina who's got a great baseball history. Um, you want to at least win the series and feel like you're, quote-unquote, back on track. It's a conference game, nonetheless, the series. Yeah, well, you know, most of them are conference series at this point. But oh, well, yeah, you've we don't wait to poop on my my point. But. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it, we're in ACC time. This is this is <laughs> ACC play. We're good. I'm sure there'll be a, a break. I think we have one more non-con series weekend series before we get to the end of See? the year. But for the most part, it's gonna be it's gonna be conference games. So yesterday happens, and I think it took what like a total of like ten hours from first pitch to last pitch because. Louisville falls behind again against North Carolina. They're down, I think, 5-1. And in the top of the sixth, all of a sudden, there have been reports that there was a sheriff walking around the stadium, and then they suddenly ask everybody to evacuate the premises. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to leave the stadium. And nobody knows what's going on. And in this day and age, I mean, I kind of thought what most people think when something like this happens, which is you know, somebody's got a gun, maybe there was a shooting nearby. Just scary thought. What was the crowd? What kind of crowd did they have on that Sunday? I mean, I know it was two thousand plus, and this okay. was a, this was paid attendance because you you had to pay to go to this game um, for these you know, the, the bigger games they're now charging for. But it was a, a solid crowd, and the weather was good yesterday. Yeah, yeah, well, a rarity nice yeah. for the first uh, month of and a half of this baseball season. I guess two months of this baseball season. Yeah, I walked outside of the backyard once. So it was nice. Yeah, yeah you, feel, you felt it. Got your you know, <laughs> steps and dog the, poop. Had the windows open in the house yesterday, so had a good breeze. Just like being outside Pretty for much. Trevor Kelsey. Close enough. So as it turns out, there had been a report of a bomb threat. And we still haven't gotten more details. Like The only thing that we've heard was somebody saw it on a forum like Reddit, which is the way it was described. I don't know if that means message board. I pray to God it wasn't on my site. I got, I, originally, I was like, please. I was like, I was like, I hope nobody just made a terrible a joke. A forum like Reddit. That's basically, it has a message board, right? I mean, that's what Reddit is, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's the, that was the way that it was described. But the only thing that I heard was... So this wasn't actually called in. Well, somebody saw it and then called the, I guess, LMPD and called L and said, hey, 
there's a bomb threat out here, just making you guys aware. And so at that point, that's when the authorities got involved. That's when they brought in the, the bomb-sniffing dog, the bomb-sniffing unit, and all that stuff. This wasn't someone making a reference to using the word bombs as home runs, were they? I would hope not. <laughs> I'd hope that wasn't the confusion. I mean, just I could just see someone maybe being overreacting, maybe possibly. Like, thankfully, not over, overreaction because nobody got hurt. But uh, Yeah, I would like to see the actual message just to see if this yeah. was something that got lost in translation or if it was some Because it's an odd thing to be like, hey, on, on, on any sort of public forum – I'm going to bomb Jim Patterson Stadium during the Louisville-North Carolina baseball game. It feels like a a strange claim to make. It feels weird, too. Like, if I'm the one calling it in, like, I feel like I'm, like, I'm the one making the threat. Like, you just read it online. No one actually actually made the threat to Patterson. Like, if you're going to make a bomb threat, usually you think you're going to call someone at the stadium or, you know, do your, I guess, I don't know, maybe, like, leave a note with letters cut out of a, a magazine articles and stuff. But like it's just gonna Once be again, weird. You watch you watch way too many movies. <laughs> Not everything is just like it is on movies. So I mean, it's just gotta be weird to like call it in and be like, "Hi, I'm calling it a bomb threat about a bomb threat." I mean, it's just gotta. Be, I feel like it's gonna be a weird conversation. I, I've never done it. I couldn't tell you. I, Weirdly, I was watching the Seinfeld last night where George went to go nap <laughs> under his desk and Jerry had to call a bomb threat in to get him out. Peter Scotty. <laughs> so they have to. They have this delay. They, they have a lengthy delay while they inspect Jim Patterson Stadium, get the all clear, everybody can come back in. I think it was like two hours between pitches. And like, <laughs> I, I love, I've seen a couple of North Carolina fans who've been like, well, this is just a UofL baseball fan. They saw that things were going wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, is anybody that much of a diehard Louisville baseball fan or a fan of anything to openly call in a bomb threat we- when there's no guarantee that it's going to be effective? Like, like it's not like this is like going to guarantee Louisville victory. I promise you. It was just as likely there could have been a delay yesterday and North Carolina could have kept kicking our ass afterwards and like your whole thing, you're potentially risking a lengthy arrest, <laughs> would have just been all for naught. And also, like even if it did work, and it did, is it was it really worth risking getting arrested for Louisville to win a conference baseball game on April tenth? I'm promising North Carolina fans. If Louisville if a Louisville fan hadn't used calling a bomb threat during the Cragthorpe era or during 2018 football season or at any point last year during the basketball year, it's not going to happen to get out of avoiding a game. Yeah, once we started getting screwed with the <laughs> officiating down, I mean, if, if there was ever a time for, to call in a bomb threat, <laughs> yeah. it was the North Carolina basketball game, game at the KFC Yum Center when Armando Baycott was getting away with murder and like, like the officials were openly just trying to screw us. That's when you call in the bomb threat. I'm surprised threat. someone didn't call the authorities, like saw someone on a, on a, on a Reddit-like message board and saw that there was a murder going on at, North, at the Yum Center during the North Carolina game. They're like, I'm calling the cops. Should have been. There's a, I felt like doing it. There's, there's apparently a murder going on at the M Center. I felt like calling somebody, <laughs> some sort of authority figure. It didn't happen. But so Louisville comes back after being down 5-1 at that point. They end up tying the game. It goes to extra innings after that lengthy delay. They end up playing 14 total ending uh, innings. <laughs> and after four straight scoreless extra innings, Jack Payton uh, leads off the bottom of the 14th with a double. Levi Usher was intentionally walked. Logan Beard bunts them both over. And then Isaac Humphrey plays hero with a uh, line drive. Former Kentucky player? Not Humphreys. Oh. Isaac Humphrey. <laughs> That's a hell of a batter's, batter's box. <laughs> he laced one off the right field wall. And UofL now with its second consecutive walk-off win. Fantastic uh, finish to a very, very bizarre day. I, th- I think every Louisville baseball fan who's been a diehard for a long time will tell you one of the most bizarre afternoons slash evenings in the history of Cardinal baseball. Yeah, it was it was uh, definitely weird. Like it, it caught my attention. I didn't uh, 
I had no, I didn't realize I wasn't paying that much attention to the the, the, the series over the weekend until I saw that and was like, uh, this is, I don't know, it's just like you said, it, it it just seems so weird of all the the moments and games and sporting events that supposedly the Louisville fan would pull out. Of, I mean, last time we had a bomb threat was what Trinity when Jeff Brom was that lost. wasn't that wasn't a bomb that was the dude making an obvious joke about burning it down if <laughs> yeah, didn't come I mean, here. well that could have been but this situation might have been for all we know we haven't seen the message on yeah. the message board I'd like to see it I'd like yeah. to figure out exactly what took place here because like also I always feel it always feels strange when the threat is like a bomb just because that so rarely happens in like sporting events. Like you don't hear about like bombs going off. You hear some talk about you know, somebody's brought a gun in and that's you know a terrible shooting and like, like you don't you don't even have like threats where they actually find bomb. Like, it just seems like a I don't know like a dated. Well, thing usually to, someone to do. Is, someone that's going to use a let off a bomb in an event like that is not going to call it and give themselves a warning or like tell anybody. Yeah, tell yeah, anybody that usually could some, potentially give it away. Exactly. It's usually when someone's calling it a threat. Not that you should ignore it, but more often than not, that's all it is is a threat. Wild days. Strange world. Here we are. Uh, but cards win, most of, more importantly than any of them. Yeah, and the bottom line. Louisville baseball gets a win. And they now are in, I think, at least one of the uh, the Baseball America ball I saw this morning. They are number nine in the country after getting Still, the series win. Yeah. So, you know, it's top 15 I mean, team playing well. Yeah, the, I mean, the we weren't even ranked got, to start the year. No. We weren't. Well, you know, there are like nine different polls. I think we were in a couple of them, but most of them not. I, I think we now know because Louisville's played 31 games now. They're 9-3 and three in the ACC. They're 23-8 and eight overall. Good record. I think we now know the offense, which was a little bit of a concern at the beginning, is good enough for this team to make a very, very deep run in May and June again. The arms are going to have to get a little bit better. And the bullpen was tremendous on uh, on Sunday. Good, because that was where most of my concern was earlier in the year, at least. Yeah, like. I mean, the bullpen, after, we gave up five runs in the first three innings and then 11 straight scoreless innings after that. That's that's what we need moving forward. You, we have to find the arms. Maybe we found something on Sunday in a weird way that's going to help propel us to a, an even stronger second half of the season. But the offense has been really, really good in recent weeks. I feel good about that moving forward. We've just got to get, especially the starting pitching down, uh, we've got to get a little bit better. And we don't have that dominant number one starter that we're accustomed to having. I mean, Roger Williams has had the conference pitcher of the year like 45% of the years he's been a pitching coach, which is remarkable. And to not have a guy who doesn't seem like is going to be in, in contention this year is bizarre, but you got to find other ways now. Or maybe you have to find that guy who's going to develop into that type of threat in the second half of the season. But great to get a series win. And McDonald, I trust. I believe he'll do it. Same. I mean, you know that you're going to get the most he's possible out of him. He's given me nothing in 15 years or so plus that to tell me I can't, I just shouldn't trust his opinion. Absolutely. And, and just and wait for the cake to bake. Another big week on the horizon. Cards are going to host Cincinnati tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, and then they go to Tallahassee for a three-game set at Florida State. And then a week from tomorrow, Kentucky comes to town for the first of i think will will still be two battle of the bluegrass games even though the one two weeks ago got postponed in lexington they're because they're afraid yeah they're, they're afraid uh, but big few weeks coming up here for cardinal baseball as they continue to chase um like their 75th hundredth millionth atlantic division title who are the reds start off with this uh this, this new series with this week man i, I couldn't even tell you i haven't because I, I know the blue schedule. like i said i mentioned the blue jays and the yankees start their series tonight we have i think it's yeah, it's it, we have two against the Guardians uh, against Cleveland. Um, yeah. Off tonight. Yeah, I don't recognize the Guardian name. I'm sorry. Uh, against Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll settle for that one. 
we have two, and then we go. We have uh, we're at L.A. this weekend, which is going to be not great. For <laughs> four games: Angels or Dodgers? Dodgers. Does it really, either or? Really. Either or, but still the the less uh, the, the the less preferred of the two options. And then they go to San Diego right after that. Oh, well, makes me feel like the bats aren't doing much better of a start. Hey, they finally won. <laughs> it wasn't my voice. When you go one and five in your first series, it's not... look, they're the, off today though. They're off on Mondays. So. I can't stress this enough. Not my fault. This is this is not on me. No. Use me to do your intro videos. It's not going to be my my fault if it goes hor- horribly. Forced I promise. In Kentucky, like a slugger bat. It's not what I said. Something along those lines. That, it's not, that wasn't the text. Bread like a thoroughbred in the Derby. <laughs> Legends are not born. They're bred. They're bred. Shut up. I mean, don't they, don't they have to be born before they're bred? Shut up. <laughs> Let's go to break when we come back. The lab. Shut up. <laughs> When we come back, we've got football news, positive news on the football front. I'm going to share my memories of Disney on Ice and another Woo! Rutherford family disaster yesterday morning that we're going to talk about. Um, I've got a, I had an experience at Disney on Ice, which was otherwise fantastic, that I've got an issue with, and I want to get the text line support. We'll also Ooh. talk uh, about the text line and take your text coming up here for the first time in hour number two. 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. We'll hear from you next here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1. The Big X. Trevor Kelsey, keeping it straightforward today with the Monday song theme. I like it. We were talking about it during the break, though. The day of the week with the most songs, not necessarily like about it, but with the day of the week in the title. Yeah, it's got to be in the title. I think Monday probably has more than any other day of the week. I mean, we do six songs on a, sh- on a day in here, uh-huh. and a lot of times I can it's I can usually get like, without having to use Google, I can usually get four or five. If I can, get, if I can think of four or five top of my head, I know I'm good. Google will help me with the six usually. And like when I was doing Monday, I was thinking, okay, let's do Monday tomorrow. And I was thinking, okay, I had Monday, Monday, Manic Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, two more you'll hear later on. And then I was like, I stopped right there. I was like, let me Google. And I got the Carpenters and another song. So, but but there was a bunch of them that came up for Monday too. I'd never even heard of like a Chainsmoker song and some other, some other songs that I was unfamiliar with and could or in some that I, I did remember once I saw it, but didn't pick it. I mean, it's weird that Monday would be the most popular song. Like there's a like we were so we we're talking about that off the air. I can think of at least two or three Tuesdays off the top of my head. Yeah, Tuesday's gone. Tuesday change, which is Cat Williams, Cat Stevens song. Ruby Tuesday. Ruby, Ruby Tuesday. I'm sorry, that's what I was thinking of. Um, I can think of a couple of Saturdays, like another Saturday night. Saturday in Sam the park. Cook. Saturday in the park was the other one. Uh, Saturday night fever. Yeah, I feel like I can think of like two or three for like every day, but like after that, I get. And then, well, you know, and you know, I mentioned I said, and then I said Wednesday was the lonely day. I take that back. Can you name one Thursday song? Ooh. Thursday, I, the stepchild day of the week? You're right. I mean, I can think of Simon and Garfunkel has a song, I think, called Wednesday Morning. 
Somebody can check. I can't that. think of a Wednesday. I can't think of any Wednesday top. Half head. of these songs are like Saturday morning, Sunday morning, well, yeah. Monday morning, so, Tuesday morning. Easy, like Sunday morning. Yeah. Sunday morning was a Maroon Five song. Lazy Sunday. I mean, well, it's not really a song. Yeah, no, but still, that's that was a viral Kentucky video. <laughs> or I think that was Lazy Tuesday, wasn't it? Lazy Lazy Sunday was the Andy Samberg one. Lazy Tuesday was the Kentucky yeah, viral video. Yeah, there's a Tuesday for you then. Yeah, but no third. I mean. And then Friday, you have, you know, you have Rebecca Black, you have The Cure, Friday I'm in Love. Yeah. I'm sure there's some others up top. I mean, just those two just pop, pop right in my head. I, well, poor Thursday. Like, I mean. You're, I, I can't think of one. Not to mention, what does Thursday have her offer anyway? I mean, I guess at, at one point, NBC Thursday night was the big night for television when you had Cheers and Friends. Well, and, it's like Friday Eve. It's sort of like, you know, people don't write songs Derby. about, people don't really write songs about Christmas Eve. They like they like Christmas Eve, but the songs are all going to be about Christmas. I don't know. Christmas Eve does get some respect. I mean, people open gifts on Christmas Eve. People, no, people love it, but they don't write songs about it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Name one Christmas Eve song. What about New Year's Eve? That's one of the eves that gets a lot of respect. Well, because New Year's Eve is bigger than New Year's Day. New Year's Eve for most people. anyway. Yeah. You've, you've established that. You've, uh, you've made your, your feelings known more than one time. hate you, New Year's Eve. <laughs> uh, but the, random New Year's Eve catching strays on April 11th here on the Mike Rutherford we Show. We should write a Thursday song. Okay. A song about Thursday. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be. Someone's got to give it some. Blackout Thursday, <laughs> all about the 2006 win over West Virginia. I mean, Thanksgiving's on a Thursday. It is. You're right. These are all facts. I mean, <laughs> We're establishing facts here. Thur- I mean, we, we, we mentioned, I mentioned Thurby. That's, you know, a popular thing here locally. We're going to Thurby this year. I'm excited about Never it. Never been. I'm pumped. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, Thursday, you're getting some love. I'm going to write a song about Thursday. Apparently, there's a song. Text line says there's a song called Thursday by the Weekend. <laughs> the irony in that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right. I want to start this hour. We're going to talk about the football news from over the weekend in a little bit, but I, I've got to tell Rutherford Family Weekend. Oh no, yeah, I got I got to hear the details. We we need stories. We, I mean, we thought that this was going to be the first weekend in a long time without any sort of issue yesterday morning, of course, that you wound fool. up not being the case. <laughs> but so I mentioned on Friday's show, we were doing Disney on Ice. And a lot of people had a lot of differing opinions on Disney on Ice, especially given that the child we're bringing is, is two and a half years old. People were like, oh, that's a waste of money. Some people were like, she'll love it. She'll have a great time. He's saying some people. Don't just say me. I'm not said that. No, no, no. The te- there were several people on the text line. That, there okay. were several people on Twitter who were like, yeah, it's a waste of time. What are you doing? So we go. And I was more concerned during the day on Saturday than I even had been on Friday because Virginia, not for lack of trying, could not understand that she wasn't actually going to be skating with Minnie Mouse. <laughs> poor, poor Virginia. She just kept saying, I- I'm going to get my skates on and I'm going to skate with Minnie. And I'd be like, well, no, we're going to watch them all skate. And she was like, uh-huh, no, I- I'm going to be skating with Minnie. And like, you can't tell her anything. She's, she's the product of two very stubborn human beings and we got what we deserve. We go there. We also couldn't explain to her the difference between going to Disney on Ice at the Yum Center and Disney World. Like she's just like, "We're going to Disney World," and like we go to the parking lot. Like I'm like, we like park, and she's like, "We're at Disney World," and then we get out, and she goes, "We're not here." And I was like, "This is gonna be a long night. I don't know what we're gonna do." You're gonna tell her when she gets older. Y'all took her to Disney World. With your <laughs> no. So we go to the Yum Center. We tell her this is where the go karts play. She thinks that's cool. The escalator is the greatest thing that's ever happened to her. She just wants to go up and down the escalator. It a is a cool times. escalator. Very cool. Not the big one that almost killed everybody a few years ago, but the smaller one. Told you about the East Wing entrance. Well, you remember that video, like the the, the really tall one that comes from the upper level. Yeah, from the main entrance. Like yeah, a couple years ago, like it, it wouldn't stop, and like all those people like had piled up on each other. It was I've terrifying. seen that happening at sporting events before. It's, not fun. Yeah. Not cool. But 
no, no issue going up the escalator for us. We end up having to buy one of these light-up Mickey wands. Everybody talks about it. The souvenirs are going to kill you. Whatever. Like, we're, we're there. I can't tell my kid no at that point. She sees us. She sees everybody else is in line to get one of these things. How was the, the – was there only, like, one merch table, though? No, there were several. Okay. I hate when they only build like, – because wrestling does this, but, and I've seen other – like, I hate when they only put up, like, one table for the merchandise. There were several, but the lines for all of them were, like, you know, 50 people. Well, I expect that. But, I mean, when they only do the one, it's, like – it's, you're basically missing half the show of whatever you're there to see just to buy merch, and most of the time you're not even going to get what you want probably to begin with. Yeah, but so we end up, we you know, we get these this little light up mini wand thing, which is thirty five dollars. But what are you going to do? That's pretty cheap, actually. Five bucks for that? Thirty five dollars. You missed yeah. the you missed the thirty in front of that. Yeah, well, there's nothing for five dollars at this place, Trevor. Thirty five dollars for a light up wand? You can get it at any rave? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. So we get it, we go to our seats, Oof. and you know they have like the, a little bit of an opening act with Tinkerbell and Captain Hook and stuff, and then the show starts, and it's just like normal people out there like setting the stage, and like they go out there and do a dance, and you know, everybody's into it, and I could tell Virginia's kind of like, where the hell are the people that I know? Like she's staring at it, she's being a good sport, she's taking the whole environment in. She's not familiar with Tinkerbell yet, but she, I mean, she, that was my big concern was like she knows Minnie, Mickey, Goofy, Donald, but like this is. This is mostly like the movies of the act. And she hasn't seen any of the movies. Yeah. So she's kind of like, where's Minnie? Where's Mickey? And we're like, well, they're coming. Hold on. They're, they're coming. And I'm very they're, concerned they're at this coming. point. <laughs> they, they do kind of like a starting lineups thing. And the first one that comes out is Donald. And she goes from, she's just kind of been like staring out there, like taking the whole thing in, being a good sport. But you can tell she's kind of like disappointed for a little bit. Donald comes out. You would have thought that Christ had finally come back. Like th- this was resurrection. The resurrection w- w- had happened. We are in that season. <laughs> the return happens. Like, like Jesus walks out. Virginia just loses it. Like clapping. Like I'm clapping for Russ Smith in 2013. Like she's going nuts. She's she's dancing. She's spinning around. She's dancing in the aisle. She's going nuts. Good for Donald. He usually doesn't get the respect he deserves. I think it was just a familiar face at, yeah. a, at a time we needed one. Goofy comes out. She loses it. Minnie and Mickey come out. She's she's in heaven. She's she's great, and from that point forward, she was fantastic. Like, because they would bring out Minnie and Mickey between the you know Finding Nemo song and the Toy Story song and the Beauty and the Beast song, and she doesn't know who any of the other characters are. But of course, like this child who like loves the she's just like my my little sister loves the occult. Like she loves stuff that scares her. She's just drawn to it. She's always talking about Halloween. Still, she wants to watch Halloween videos. And they did a a song from Coco. Which I've never seen. Never heard of. But it's all like skeletons. Everybody's dressed up as skeletons. There are these gigantic skeletons that come out and dance. And she's all about it. Like It's all she talked about afterwards. Like, I want to watch that skeleton movie. Guess, skeleton dance. I guess the Black Cauldron doesn't get any love on Disney on Ice anymore. It does not. That, that was not out there. I was thought in theaters. But so we like she had an awesome night. Like She loved it. She was great. She danced. She, she clapped for everything. She was very well behaved. It was terrific. We go home and like we're thinking, and she's like in the best mood ever. Like she stays up to like ten forty-five. She's, we're, you know, it's a special night. Sure, you could have some animal crackers at ten o'clock. Whatever. What time did this thing start and end? Started at six. It, you know, we got out, and of course, like you know, it's you have to get out of the parking garage yeah, and do all that stuff. Yeah. By the time we got home, it was like after nine, and then she'd bad. been she'd been out and about. She'd gone to a couple of other places early in the day, so we have to give her a bath, have to get her some food, and then she. It's probably still awake at this point. Oh, Virginia is. She's she's me. Like she. If we didn't force her to go to sleep, she'd stay up until 2 a.m. every single night. So we're, we're just chugging pixie sticks or something? I mean, I mean, yeah, she's like goldfish and animal crackers, constantly. So, we, we, you know, we, in that night, like, she's just, she's talking up a storm. She's talking about everything. And at one point, I'm like, I was like, Virginia, you're the best. And she goes, 
I'm very funny and very cool. And I was like, well, at least self-esteem's not going to be an issue here. <laughs> Good thing. Um, I, I mean, she's just repeating stuff that she's heard me say before, which is, is very funny. But so she's she also talked about how she wanted what to— What situation sh- did you say that about yourself? <laughs> no, I, 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 talk, I said that about her. Oh, okay. Like, you're, you're so cool. Like, you're, you're so funny. And she, she, she is a sponge. She picks up on everything. She did, in a more selfless act, talk about how she wanted to share her mini, Mickey wand with the entire world. She's like, I'm going to share it with— Audrey, of course, her cousin, and she's like, and mommy, and daddy, and Mickey, and Minnie, and everybody. You give things, they play with it, they, everybody happy. Like, like she just like, I'm like, wow, this is very, like, very cultured. I'm, I'm like, this is a, a child of the world. We've done a great job. <laughs> I have a feeling in the back of your mind, you're thinking, maybe we should rent it to him at $35 for the damn thing cost us. <laughs> she wants to share, she can share. She's, rent it to him for $2 a time. She's doing, she's doing <laughs> the Lord's work. So, fantastic night. We're like, man, what a great weekend. Nothing's gone wrong. This is terrific. I want to get back to more Disney on Ice, but go on. I've, well, there's something that happened at Disney on Ice. Because I've got some questions. I do. So Sunday morning at about 6.50, I hear she's, she's gotten in bed with me. This is like at like 4 o'clock. And I'm like, whatever. I'm surprised you just weren't in her room to begin with. No. She's, well, she slept through the night on Friday, which was incredible. Nice. So we're thinking maybe we can keep this thing going. No. <laughs> 4 a.m. streak. <laughs> 4 a.m. She's like, she's like, Daddy, I gotta, I'm like, whatever. I'm so tired. Just get in bed. 6.50, I hear the loudest thud in the world. Oh, no. It's the second time it's happened. The first time, she was fine. She fell out of the bed. She was totally fine. This time, she drilled her head on the side of my, my bedside table. Ooh, and she's, hurt. And it, it's like the type of immediate scream and cry where you're like, something is bad. Like, this is not good. And so I pick her up and, and hold her, and she's kind of – she's starting to calm down a little bit, and I feel her head, and it's like the biggest goose egg you can – like, she's got it. She didn't get cut, though, right? No, no, no blood, that's thankfully. That's good, yeah. But, like, giant baseball poking out of her – the right yeah. side of her forehead, which is horrifying. And she's so tired, and, like, I'm – like, I'm a little bit – I mean, she's a huge head bruise. Like, she oh, drilled her head. Yeah. And so I'm kind of scared about, like, you know, sh- should you let her go back to sleep? Like, do we... But she's so... T- I mean, she didn't fall asleep until, like, 11. She had a big day. Like, she would have slept for two more hours at least if, if this hadn't happened. And so we're kind of going back and forth. And finally, she's like, I want to get up. My tummy hurts. And she's just not herself. And she's on the couch. And boom, vomit everywhere. Like, throws up uh, everywhere. Your mind not make it go to concussion. I'm your sure. mind goes to concussion yeah. or, like, some sort of head injury. But then you're also like, or is it the fact that she was housing animal crackers at 10 30 <laughs> last night and she's not used to that and she barely slept at all yeah. so we like like i'm i'm freaking out like she's thrown up all over me my my straight pinky lamar jackson hurdle shirt is gone i apologize i had to had to throw it away oh, just i mean no. this was just violent throwing up and mom virginia mary comes down and virginia's like i threw up on everything and i'm like it's not your fault you're fine you're fine but she's so tired and i'm terrified of letting her go back to sleep because you know concussion the la- the worst they say the last thing you want to yeah, do is like go to sleep. sleep immediately. But also like she's barely slept and she's dead tired. So we call the doctor. They're like, if it happens again, take her to the emergency room. Like usually like one vomit for whatever reason. Like it's not an uncommon occurrence when a kid gets a, a bruise like that on their head. Um, yeah, the, that wouldn't. But the vomiting would have would have made me be a little worried. Too. Well, that's what, but they but they said like the vomiting immediately after or like nearly after it happens is not an uncommon occurrence with kids okay but if it happens multiple times or if it happens four to six hours after the bump that's when you start getting concerned but they're like they're like monitor her like if she's seems different if she has another vomiting episode take her to the emergency room see what happens she sleeps a little bit longer she wakes up she's the happiest kid in the world like she's sprinting around she's talking about 
going back to Disney on Ice. She wants to take Peppa to Disney on Ice. She's recreating Disney on Ice. She's talking about the skeletons, and she has a fantastic Sunday. And I'm like, thank God. So the worst casualty from that story is your your Lamar Jackson T-shirt. And her unicorn pajamas. And her unicorn pajamas. If she asks for them in the next few days, I don't know what we're going to do. They're gone. <laughs> They're in the trash. Garbage men are picking them up tomorrow. Well, now that she's good, let's go back to Disney on Ice. Okay. You mentioned them doing the songs for movies. Yes. What song from Lion King and Aladdin did they perform? Because this has been a debate of ours on the they show. They did not do Lion King. Uh, wait, wait, what? Yeah. Wait a minute, they're doing Coco, the movie no one's heard of, but they're not doing Lion King? The weird thing was, though, the kids all knew the, the movies that like we wouldn't have known. Like they knew Every kid around me knew all the words to like the Coco songs, the Moana songs. The, I mean, I've heard of Moana. But they least. did not know. They, there were not nearly as many kids that knew Beauty and the Beast or Aladdin or like the ones where I was like belting it out with them. <laughs> you, like, you did I'm like, I can show you the world. Oh, so they did do a whole new world for Aladdin. They did, too. Oh, they did two songs. They did that, and they did what was the other one? I was going to ask you to take a guess. Um, I just want to be king. I don't know. That's not an Aladdin song. That's Lion King. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. The Aladdin song had a king song. When he when he when he shows up for the first time, he sings a king song. But it's not. It's not. I just can't wait to be king. No, that is. Yeah, that is Lion King. You're, You're right. You're thinking of the uh, Prince Ali, fabulously Ali Ababa. I mean, it's. it's it's a Disney movie, Trevor. There's always a song about wanting to be royalty, probably. There's some sort of there's, royalty. There's some royalty song in every Disney movie, more than likely. So I, I, I'm pretty much just just throwing uh, rocks out of a boat and hitting water on that one. No, they did um, um, They did Never Had a Friend Like Me, the genie song. You ain't never had a friend guessed, like me. I wouldn't have guessed it's that a, It's one. a pretty fake. Can I your guess. friend do this? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a famous Aladdin song. But then they did I Can Show You the World. Which is the one that I think we established was the premiere song of that movie, right? That's what we both said that. Yeah. Now, the disagreement was with Little Mermaid, which they did do. Oh, okay. And they did the two songs that I feel like are kind of in the run. Well, they didn't do the one. I take it back. They did three songs, and they did all three that we have debated. They did Under the Sea to start. Under the Sea, which is the song I think I said was the more popular. I said that too. I yeah. think that's the defining song. That's how this whole thing started, was Under I said that's the defining sea. song. I get significant pushback from my wife and many other people who say it's either Part of Your World or Kiss the Girl, which are the other two songs they did. And the Kiss the Girl, I can I can accept. There's a debate. The, the, the Part of Your World one, I just don't. That's the one that the text line was more I know, because that's the one that they played throughout the entire movie. Because remember, I, I mean, went back and rewatched the movie when we had this debate. That's right. God love. Which, God like, love your thorough research. I mean, well, the they don't call him the hardest working man in the biz for nothing. <laughs> it did baffle me too. I had I'd forgotten how just short that movie was. It's only like an hour and twenty minutes. Short ass movie. I mean, it is. We love him. Well, it's not very long at all. But yeah, they the movie just doesn't. That song, no, it, it is definitely third amongst that list. I thought Disney like it was. I thought it was very cool. Like, there's, it's not just like the like they do sort of some sort of like Cirque du Soleil stuff with like the ropes where they go up in the air. Yeah, okay. and like, there's some cool. You ever stuff been to one that, of those? No, I went to one in Chicago. It's pretty cool. I've heard great things. Nothing but yeah. great things. So it was. It kept me entertained. But here's the. This is the issue that I want to get to. This happened right in front of us. So, mo- as you might expect, the vast, vast majority of the crowd is. Kids or parents of kids or guardians of kids or whatever. I hope so. It's the adult by themselves probably. (laughs) Hold on. Sitting directly in front of us, there was a couple that seemed to be, I would say, late 40s, early 50s, which I'm not going to judge. Fine. Like, if I have a a night without children on a Saturday, I'm probably not spending it at Disney on ice, but (laughs) different strokes for different folks. I could probably get, I think I know who those people were in front of you. Well, I hope they're not listening because we're about to talk about them. Yeah. They used to, one of them used to do a paid program on the station. Really? Yeah. 
so again, if you want, if this is your date night, your late forties, early fifties, you both love Disney. You want to go to Disney on ice, not judging you at all. Fine. That's, that's great. This guy though, he was doing the 15 year old boyfriend thing <laughs> where you've got to have your arm around the girl for like every second that you're in public or else maybe somebody's going to think that you're not actually in a romantic relationship. <laughs> and he's like draping the arm all the way back to where it's like, well, I still do that anyway, but it's just because I'm insecure just around whoever like yeah. you're, you're sitting next to. Yeah. You just put your arm around. Randomly, yeah. Most people don't go to sporting events or movies with me anymore. It, it's just like, yeah, I'm putting the vibe out there and I've got to let him constantly. I don't want anybody thinking that we're just mutual friends or related in some, uh, how like other than romantically, I like, mean, Okay, like, dude, you can take your arm around. Like, we've all heard the stories about how women get stolen from their boyfriend at Disney on ice. And also, like, like I'm sorry, I'm not impressed. Like, like, what do you want me to say? Like, hey, congrats. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you're you 50 years old her? on a date with a woman. Like, <laughs> awesome. Like, like, great. You, sh- you should have had this experience at least a few times before this point in your life. Well, they could have just, they could just be young, still, just the, the, the passions could still be there. Don't sure, hate on that. Whatever. But, but like, the arm is like. Your passion's dead. You're married. <laughs> not at all. It's like dipping below the seat. So it's like on my leg, pretty much, which, fine, okay, whatever. Part's a little weird. But, like, you know, Virginia's. She sits in my lap sometimes. She's going back and forth between me and Mary. She wants to like be in the aisle and she's dancing. And if you go to it to an event like this, you have to at least expect that there's a possibility of, you know, best case scenario, some mild kicking of the seats. Worst case scenario, like kid, like on top of you, like screaming, like dancing. It, it's gonna happen. Like you have to go into this knowing that this is a possibility. <laughs> of course you are. So Virginia, like she's she's dancing. She's into it. She's doing like twists. She's doing a little hand motion. She's she's singing. I'm surprised she's not the only kid in the aisle doing it. She wasn't. Yeah. But she's like kind of hitting the seat a little bit and hitting this ar- guy's arm from time to time. And he's giving me like the side eye thing where it's like, hey man, are you gonna are you gonna stop this? And I wanted to. I was there was a, a split second where I was like, am I gonna get in a fight? At Disney on ice? Is this going to happen? Are you going to hit somebody with a $35 glow stick? <laughs> I mean, like, if you want to drape your arm below the seat to show everybody that you're so cool that you're on a, a Saturday night date at Disney on ice, then fine. But you have to at least, there's a possibility that a two-year-old might make some mild contact with your arm from time to time during the show. Like, get over it. And the fact that this guy was acting like he was somewhat annoyed by it or he was taking up for his wife, girlfriend, whoever, who was somewhat annoyed by it, I wanted to just smack him and be like, this, this is part of the deal. This is part of what you sign up for when you spend your Saturday night. The, the kid behind me is drilling me with their wand. Like, 50, like my, I probably have a concussion because I'm getting hit with this light-up wand so many times. But guess what? It's part of the deal. At least you weren't getting hit with food. I might like I may have been getting hit with food. Like that, you expect it. Like it's Disney on yeah. ice for God's sake. That don't food don't at me. And I wanted to just like take this guy aside and be like, "Hey man, I see the eye that you're giving me. <sighs> Guess what? It ain't stopping. Like my child is two and a half. We're doing the best we can to like keep her from going out onto the ice because it's what she wants to do. So if you get a couple of kicks to your seat, if your arm gets grazed because it's looping down below your seat behind, it's I'm sorry. Nothing I can do, and I'm not going to try to stop it. Suck it. I mean, he's just trying to him and his girlfriend slash maybe wife i don't know we're just trying to enjoy a nice quiet evening at disney on ice and here you are bringing the kids yeah like, got, come got, on it's so, so sorry that my kid is interfering with you belting out the lyrics from a moana song that nobody else here our age <laughs> has ever heard of i don't think it's who i'm thinking it was now because he's not that kind of controversial uh, uh confrontational person so i couldn't see him doing that but there's somebody used to do a paid program with us i won't call him out he's a good guy but him and his wife, like several years ago on their show, I would do the the board for him and produce it. 
And he dropped the, talking about how they were going on vacation. They were going to Disney World or whichever one's in Florida. That's Disney World, right? Yes. I always get that mixed up. They were going to Disney World. And they go like sometimes two, three times a year on vacations. And I'm like, it took me a minute. I'm like, wait a minute. You don't have any kids. I'm like, no, but my wife, she's just obsessed with Disney. She loves Disney. She wanted that, that, that's what she, so they go to Disney World multiple times. I, I'm friends with them on Facebook. Still, I still see them posting pictures randomly of their trips to Disney. Disney World, they still go to multiple times a year. So the seeds, I could see them going to Disney on ice. And when he originally told us, like, it kind of blew my mind. Like, I, I was like, you don't think that's kind of creepy that you're like two adults with no kids going to Disney World on like a regular basis? I mean, it's just, or even, you know, to something like Disney on ice, like you mentioned. And, Apparently, I was, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong on this, but at the time, I was told by, we didn't have a, a very heavy flow of text line going, but the few that we did for that show and the few people that I brought it up to were like, no, that's not, that's just, lots of American, kids, you know, childless couples go to Disney World and go to Disney events, and I'm like. They do. Um, maybe my I'm here mind to burst like, your bubble. It happens a lot. I, I, again, I think maybe, maybe my, you know, 20 years of SBU has like warped my mind. But, like, it just does seem weird to, like, see a childless couple. I mean, weird to see just a childless dude, but they're probably obviously. But, you know, just, but even a couple, just, it seems bizarre and it seems weird. And yes, I was told at that time, and you're obviously confirming it. I'm sure the text line will confirm it too, that it's not weird, but to me, it still seems weird. I know like, several couples th- that have done it. It's the, not, like, again, I'm not, I'm not judging. It's not something that, like, God, if Mary and I had like a week away to go somewhere, it wouldn't be on the first, you know, 5,000 list of destinations that I would consider going. But people do. I mean, Steve Romich uh, was, was in, he goes, they go to Disney all the time and they were there. And I know do without their kids or they do, but they had a childless week together last week. I saw uh, via his, all his social media. Posts. I mean, is it, is some it, people just do it. They, they, they love the place. I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess the nostalgic of growing up at Disney yourself, but yeah. I mean, Disney was great. I've only been once. I was 10, I mean, I was, but I loved it. I was younger than that when I went and I think we talked about this on Friday, how long it's been since either of us had gone. It's like universal, universal wasn't even built when I was last there, if it tells you anything, but I mean, it's, I, and I guess if you're an amusement park type of guy, which I'm not, or girl, who, whichever, a couple that enjoy the rides and stuff, I guess I could see going to Disney World, especially without a kid. It obviously probably makes it a lot more enjoyable if that's your, your thing. But I mean, if that's if it's, if it's about just being a, a ride guy or ride person, then I would think that go, there's so many other better choices and cheaper choices, but just as good of rides, I would think, than Disney World. Look, if, if it makes you happy... <sighs> I, I I'm mean, all yeah. for it as long as it does. It's, if it makes you happy and doesn't hurt anybody else, then I'm not judging you at all. Just don't give dirty looks when someone who has does have a kid is kicking your back of your seat. Yeah, or like you're the, you're the couple that's like, I can't believe we have to wait in these lines with all these kids. Like, well, it's Disney World. <laughs> Disney like, World like, yeah. Again, you know what you're getting into. You're not taking Virginia to Disney World, right? We're not. Like, you're gonna wait till at least five or six for that one, right? We are. And, okay. and honestly, like Mary had kind of talked about it because I was on your side with I'd like to wait. Mary kind of talked about wanting to do it in the next couple of years. And Saturday, I think reinforced that we need to wait because she, you know, she hasn't she doesn't know any of the movies. Like she hasn't. She's we've tried to get her to watch. She knew Frozen a little bit because she's seen like Let It Go. Yeah, and she knows kid. Mickey and the main character. But obviously. she doesn't. She's not, you know she's not an age yet where she's sitting through movies and like she's into like plot driven type things. Um, except now we try to watch Coco because she's obsessed with skeletons. I was like, well, I don't know. I, I can look up Coco. I don't know what to do with this. Is this newer? Did this come out recently or? Relatively and recently. Okay. It's, then again, it was, I think Frozen had been out for about a half of, about six or seven years before I even heard of it. 
Look, I, I, I don't rely on you to keep up with the latest Disney trends. But it's probably a good thing, right? Yeah. It'd be weird if the 41-year-old single dude was up in the- I wouldn't judge. <laughs> but again, it would be a little bit strange to me. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think we're definitely Maybe going to wait. good news. But that was the... Yeah, that- <laughs> your ass back here i have a buddy that does that voice so perfectly i'm like can you please put that on my voicemail so i'm I, my herbert has kind of been my friends like no like back in the day i used to just waiting for the mostly on paper call to bring me the good news get your fat ass back here. he did well the two guys are doing it under my fancy football league i swear they just do it to distract me during every draft I just start doing just random conversations in those voices together, and I just start laughing. I can't help it. <laughs> Texas says, Mike, I go to sleep concussed all the time. You don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> nice. Also says, Mike, you can say it. If you don't have kids and you go to Disney World, you are a major wacko. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to go that again. Different strokes for different I, folks. I, I wouldn't it, do it. I, again, yeah, I still find it a little creepy, but I guess I just, yeah, I mean. Texture says, stop defending that couple sitting in front of you. Super weird to be that old and going to Disney on ice without kids. Disney World is one thing. The traveling ice show, which comes every year, is another. Yeah, there is a, I think there is a difference between Disney on ice. But then I again, agree with that. Because like I said, Disney World, you have attractions, you have rides. I mean, Disney on ice is kind of... I mean, yeah. That's like kind of going to a Disney movie by yourself. Seems kind of weird, too. Texture says the guy sitting in front of you is a registered sex haver, and everyone needs to know. That was kind of what the, the it felt like a guy who hadn't had sex in a very, very, very long time, and just recently maybe had started getting back in that that fold. Well, he's also a dude, and he's letting in, everybody know about it. I mean, he's also a dude at a kids show. He's coming people to know he's he, he's into the immature ladies. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> I'm, I promise you, I'm here for the public, the legally lady, legal ladies over here only. <laughs> God, it was, and it was. Yeah. Again, she could have been a beard. <laughs> Texture says uh, some people who go to Disney World slash land as adults probably couldn't afford to go with their families when they were kids. Yeah, I mean, there's probably some of that. Like, I guess okay. I mean, I agree with the texture who said I, I think going to Disney World as a couple without kids is again like not something that I would do, but very different than this Disney on Ice experience. I just I can't imagine a kidsless Saturday night, which is like, like I mean. Mary and I's wildest dreams at this point in time. Like we, the things that I can think about doing if I had a, a Saturday night without kids are limitless. Well, you're talking about doing it with doing it without the kids, even though you have kids. Like the couple I'm talking about doesn't have kids. Yeah, and I don't know if yeah. this couple did or yeah. didn't. And yeah, and but so, regardless, like just even if you're 50 and like you have you've never had kids and you have a weekend, I can't imagine spending that evening at Disney on Ice. But <laughs> these people did, and that's fine. Just don't give me bleep looks. If my kid is occasionally brushing your arm, which is dipping below the seat right in front of us. And here I was questioning my decision-making Saturday night watching the Wolverine at home. You made a great choice. <laughs> Texas, you guys clearly have never drank around the world at Epcot and had a hell of a time. I, I do want to do that well, when I, was I go like back. six. I don't think they were allowed to. Yeah, I was 10. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> think... <laughs> Just pounding them on Space Mountain. The only thing I, still, I told you the only thing I remember from my Disney trip is the blue is the Smurf ice cream. <laughs> I love Disney the one time I went. I'm excited to go back, but it's you know, it's going to be a few years. Yeah. Takes that a friend, uh, friend's wife of mine convinced them to move to Orlando so they could be closer to Disney World. That's a bridge too far. Well, Way too far. Wow. Yeah, that's... That... Texas says Coco's a good movie. You should watch it. I'm just thinking... <laughs> well done. If she did that, I'm just thinking of some of the creepy stuff they have going on in their bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Something tells me he's got a Disney costume he dresses up in. Texas says Trevor is 40-something, single, no kids, watching The Little Mermaid at home by himself, and he's judging other people. 
<laughs> Didn't say it. Hey, I did it for research only. Uh, Texas says, uh, John Calipari's meeting with Barnhart today has got to be about a Pat Knight-esque succession plan for Brad, right? Hey, I'll tell you what. That's a good, good tease. Let's take a break. Ooh, Brad's coming back? Let's take a break. When we come back, there's a uh, – I, I just saw this, this Calipari piece of news, which is a little bit interesting. Uh, we'll take more of your text as well and also talk about this new football edition from over the weekend that I think oh, yeah. is going to be a big deal. All coming up next here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Monday morning, it was all I hoped it would be. But Monday morning, Monday. The alarm clock tingling, ringing in my head. I woke up dog tired, beat down half dead. I know this song. This is the one I did. I know this song. Trying to recover from another wild weekend. Chugging down coffee while I should have been sleeping. I kind of, I was kind of feeling it though. It sure is Monday, hitting it now. Through the week somehow I had a ball Friday, Saturday, and Sunday I totally forgot about the song <laughs> But it's all over now And it sure is Monday Who sings this? Oh, God, um... I knew, I know, I know the, the voice. I know who it was. I just don't know. I didn't know anything about. It. I mean, I, I I knew his name. I couldn't have told you one song. Because this was back when like back when country music was good. I used to listen to it, like early nineties. <laughs> I could like all, I was I yeah. was blasting uh, Black Hawk uh, on the way in here. Uh, <laughs> Goodbye says it all, which is a fantastic song. Uh, who is what is that voice? But it's all over now. As it sure is Monday. Just tell me, Mark Chestnut. I wouldn't have gotten it. I would. I know. I know now that you say it, but it's not one of those that I would have gotten. No point. Uh, we also. I. I, I met, forgot to say this about our big weekend. Not the one song I thought I was gonna get ridiculed for because I didn't. I, I like that song. I was like, I'm, I'm going because it was the one. It was like I said, it was the wild card. It was like a Google pull. How about it? Uh, we saw the Easter Bunny yesterday, by the way, too. All right, Easter Bunny. It was another one of those where we're like, tell Easter Bunny what you want, and she like Virginia has no fear of the Easter Bunny. Do you go to the mall for Easter Bunny? We went to Cabela's. We've gone to Cabela's for Who's Easter Cabela Bunny. Cabela for the Easter. A lot of people. You have to reserve a time. Wait, isn't Cabela's like the outdoor store? Yes. Like, when did Cabela's become the hot spot? Is, you go there for Santa, too? We go there for Santa, too. you got to reserve a time, and it is packed. Really? It is packed. So, the, is like the mall now considered like the, the dirt Easter Bunny? I don't think that. I, I think it's. I think the mall is still a hot spot Easter Bunny. But okay. Cabela's, I mean, we it's right around. And we yeah, our family come. Like, my parents came. They wanted to see. But Virginia goes right up there, and she's like, I want a Buster the Bus toy, which is this little character from, like, one of the little baby bum shows. And we're okay. like, well, I guess we're ordering a Buster the Bus now. we got to find out how the hell to get this thing. But she was great with it. She was she was all. And John, your son. Uh, my boy. Let the Easter Bunny hold him. Just stared right. St- gave his little vacant stare. I've always liked bunnies. All about it. He loved it. We I had a bunny. I, I've always gotten into bunnies. I've always, I always liked Easter. You know, I, I, come on, it's. I mean, it, it, when you compare it to to, to to Halloween, I'll take Easter. And then when I compare it to Halloween, it's because I'm comparing it to another holiday, which is basically primarily its benefit is getting candy out of it. I'm going with Easter over Halloween. Okay, I'm with you. Easter candy's delicious. Yeah, except Plus for they- peeps. Peeps suck. My mom is just slammed the radio off. She's obsessed with Peeps. She made me like she, she loved my hatred of Peeps growing up to the point where like she would like hide Peeps and surprise egg. She put like the the eggs that like we used to get like little coins in, 
and every now and then she would like surprise me with a peep because she thought it was hilarious that I would open up and go, get all disappointed. Yeah, but she loves peeps. I mean, she loves the monkeys, so I'll accept that. But she does peeps, love the monkeys. She's a I big mean, Trevor fan. Peeps, though? Are you a peeps fan? I don't like them. No. Yeah. Ah. The phone's going off. It's working today. Your mom calling. <laughs> she probably is. She's furious. How dare you bash peeps? What's, what's your best uh, Easter candy then? I love the... It's got to be the Reese eggs, right? Reese eggs are fantastic. It's the best variation of the Reese. Better than pumpkin, better than... Trees are the worst. They're all good. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm never going to understand really what's the difference other than the shape. The but... peanut butter to chocolate ratio. That's okay. The, that's all right. The that makes sense. Okay, yeah. I, love, I like Cadbury cream eggs a lot, but <sighs> the best there. Easter candy, it's seasonal, these new little Cadbury like mini eggs are incredible. You've got to get like you will get addicted to these things. They're an unreal. But jelly beans fantastic as well. Eh, not a big jelly bean. I always like the Nestle Crunch eggs. Yeah, those are always good. But yeah, I had a you know it's been so long since I had a Cadbury egg. I, can't remember I like Cadbury eggs a lot. I probably haven't had one in forever. I should go get one. Texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says, "Yeah, whatever, Rutherford. If you stepped to that guy, he would have shown you a whole new world." <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, I showed you a picture of the guy. Yeah, that guy. You, you would have whooped him. I, not a fighter by no. nature. I would have absolutely. Destroyed this he looked like day. a retired science teacher in middle school. I wouldn't have felt good about it, but if if push had come to shove, I would have I mean, felt now, very he, confident. Now he would have had some weight on you. He would have, but I would have beaten this guy. But yeah, he would. Yeah, he. This guy would have run out of stadium after like thirty seconds. Um, Texter says, Mike, FYI, your kid watching Little Baby Bomb has the same effect on her brain as you rating twenty lines of cocaine. No, it's not true at all. Wait, 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 hold on, I'm sorry. I'm a, what show is the same rate as doing twenty lines of cocaine? <laughs> Little Baby Bomb. <laughs> Which, I mean, I don't know a kid who's not watching Little Baby Bob. I mean, I'm going to have to check this out. I want to see how it compares to 20 miles ago. It's literally just songs. <laughs> Texas said, I, uh, I grew up going to Disney every year. I love it, and I would go back any all the time. My wife went for the first time at age 33. She thought it was silly. Most that love it related to their memories and youth. I think that's, that's accurate. And it could be the fact that I'm not – I mean – Obviously, I liked Disney as a kid. I mean, what you know, kid didn't. If he if he didn't, he's probably a sociopath now. Anyway, but I mean, but I just I don't know. I just never got into. I, I was already by six, seven years old, already like watching the NBA and watching pro wrestling, and, and I was into more more into baseball and in oh, like, me too. Like I had already like kind of moved away from Disney. Not, not that I wasn't like still watching cartoony stuff up until you know I was eight, nine, ten years old, but. It wasn't. It wasn't like the top priorities, Mike. Like to me, like you know, oh, I, I was in the same those place. type of things, and like Nintendo, which I got when I was seven, and things like you know, those Disney had been kind of pushed aside before then. I was very much more about sports and video games by the time I actually went to Disney. Exactly. World, but I still loved it. I mean, I, I still like it. Was still movies that I liked or I had liked previously. I mean, most of my Disney stuff is the precursors of that, which is like my my favorite Disney movies are Lady in the Tramp, A Fox and the Hound. Um, I, like I said, I went to saw Black Cauldron when I was a kid. But I was a big The Rescuers fan. Um, that was I liked Rescuers, but that was Five Goes West. Oh, American Tale! Don't American Tale was great. I mean, dude, I had a I had a stuffed Five I got from Target. Same, and I was I still remember it. To I mean, I love that thing. I'll still I'll watch probably and I don't watch Five Goes West as much, but I'll watch the original American Tale with Don DeLuise and company. Mm, exactly. I'll watch that. Yeah, it comes on TV. I'll put it on. Texas peeps are very overrated. Agreed. People are, I mean, they're not really overrated because people have extreme opinions on them. You either love them you or you despise them. Yeah. And I feel like the love is slightly, but it's close. I just don't like marshmallow. 
And that's what it is. Well, it's just marshmallow and sugar. That's all, yeah. And I'm just not a big marshmallow fan to begin with. Texture, oh, this is uh, Scooter Dingus. Scooter says, Dingus! It says, smartest take T-Dog has had all month. Easter candy, better than Halloween candy. Totally agree to. And peeps with the absolute worst. Uh, he ranked the Reese's as eggs one, pumpkins two, trees three, which is my exact right. I, I concur to, I totally. agree to that, yeah. Texture says, chicks and ducks is the best Easter candy out there. Chicks and ducks are fantastic. Aren't those just peeps? No, they're like the little sweet tart things. Oh, uh, okay, so I'm not an yeah, Incredible. Tart. I'm not a big tart fan. Oh, delicious. You're you're sweet and sour. You're a sour patch type of you were a sour patch. Kid. I like every candy. You're gonna realize this at some point. I mean you would think I would too, looking at me as an adult. <laughs> but <laughs> amazingly I wasn't. That, that, that's something that shocks a lot of people about me. Like you see the forty one year old three hundred and eighty pound guy and like eighty pounds like last week maybe. But like you know, like <laughs> like that dude probably like stuffing candy down his throat. I not that I didn't love my fair share of candy as a kid. I did. But my, my, my biggest thing was mostly the soda. Still is. Mine used to be. I cut it out completely in college. Haven't looked back. Like, had, had to. Yeah. That that's that and you know, lack of exercising and late night stuff was I was never really a big candy guy though. I mean like I'll like my Snickers, my Milky Way, a couple candy bars here and there, Twix, but I wish I was less. I wish I was. Yeah. I'm not. Terry says make it stop. Too many sexual innuendos and Disney being mixed together. <laughs> what is Disney, right? Apologies. I mean, do we need to go watch who framed Rock? Was that a Disney movie? Uh, I th- it's on Disney Plus, right? I, I it is. So it's I would guess I think so. That's a great movie, by the way. It is. I mean, but that's loaded. you said it with it. Yeah, you said it with the, the tone well, of your you voice. Well, because you mentioned the sexual windows. I mean, how can you? All not, you like, had to do was just use that tone when you said it's a great movie, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I, and everybody knew exactly what you were referring to. I mean, Jessica Rabbit might be like my top ten. Everybody knew what you were referring to. <laughs> it's a cartoon. Uh, I want to get to the text line. We've got uh, uh, four. We have about what nine minutes left here, so we'll, we'll get to the text line and see what you guys have been saying. Texture says, "Great series win by the baseball team this weekend." Yeah, uh, I mean, yep. especially bouncing back from. Dropping two out of three to Pitt, I think they needed a nice series win over one of the better teams in the ACC, and they got it against a North Carolina team that entered the weekend number 20 in the country. So to win two, doesn't matter how it happens, doesn't matter if you have to have a bomb threat in there to get some momentum going, you need to win those games, and they won the last two on walk-off hits. It was a, a good weekend, and they needed it. Texas says Hunter Green is a future star. I fully expect him to be traded within the next two years for two prospects and a coat. <laughs> I thought that was gonna be. A, I thought we we're gonna have a positive Reds text on the text line. Well, don't the Reds now? See, that, that's why I disagree because the Reds. I feel like maybe it's just the Homer Bailey in me. Like they don't like give up on like they'll hang on to him for a while. If, if you, even if they beyond, you, like even beyond when it's like you, there's no hope for this guy, they hold on to him. They'll hang on to him and Jonathan in India for as long as they possibly can. Those are the two. They drafted both those guys and. They both are, they look like future stars. Is there another example other than Homer Bailey I'm thinking of, or is it just the one that just I'm Homer was probably the big one because he was talking about so much. And, and he was there forever. He had his own wine. <laughs> Where is he now? Gave him the worst contract of all time. He's still in North Cincinnati. I no, no, he uh he, <laughs> finally I I think he's out of baseball, isn't he? He's a free agent. Yeah. Is he okay? I didn't know. I was just curious. He most recently was with the twins. Was he okay, good. But has not did not play last year, is not set to play play this year. Speaking of contracts, I saw on Twitter that Lou Dang's deal finally ran up with the Lakers today. They fired uh, what's uh, Vogel today <laughs> because he couldn't resign Lou Dang. Exactly his the, contract, which he signed in 2016. The two are together. <laughs> Just now, he hasn't been on the team for like four years. <laughs> Texas says, go to Muse, Muse Candy Store downtown, get Majeskas and chocolate covered Majeskas, orgasmic. I mean, we grew up on Muse Candy. My What's mom goes there before. Candy? Oh, it's downtown. It's a candy shop downtown. Never heard of it. 
our Easter baskets growing up were loaded with Muse candy. My, my Easter baskets was loaded with some discount on Walgreens. Also good. Yeah, I mean, you can't my, go wrong. I told you my mom managed a candy store in uh, in, in Greentree Mall. That, I told you that one time, didn't you I? You didn't. Yeah, I she probably went there. Briefly managed Mr. Bulky's in Greentree Mall. Mr. Bulky's. Not Greentree, I'm sorry, River Falls Mall. Okay. It was right when River Falls Mall was open. And I, because that was like, what, like, I think 11 or 12 when River Falls Mall, I think it was 9192. And she got a job working at Mr. Bulky's candy shop. And like, that was like, that, that was like, that was, that was closer to the closest thing to Disney World I had as 11, 12 year old was like, Hey, my mom's off on Saturday, but we're going to so go up to Green River Falls Mall and hang out. River Falls Mall is cool. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, you had you had a, a, a uh, you had uh, uh, putt putt, a train, a movie theater, you had arcade. It was I mean, incredible. You had the motorized boats. I mean, it was yeah. yeah. The upstairs was just awesome. Great now, place to see Santa back in the day. Now it's now it's a outdoor world or something. Yeah, it's not. It's it's not even a mall anymore. No. Yeah. Uh, here's the, the the Calipari news that I was talking about before we went to break. Yes. There, uh, via Mark Fisarelli and Matt Jones has confirmed that this is taking place. But he said, per an SEC source, I'm told there's a meeting scheduled later today between John Calipari and Kentucky Athletic Director Mitch Barnhart regarding the head coach's future and expectations moving forward for the program. Calipari, mm. Kenny Payne's third assistant, confirmed. Slash, either that or he's coaching for his job. And this interview's happening on the same day the Lakers' job is opening up. Hot seat. Hot seat. Mm. Coaching for his career next season. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean, if this football went up, he was get an extension. <laughs> uh, what did J- Jones said basically like this has kind of been expected they've been talked about this for a long time this is a restructuring of his contract are they changing it to a death contract <laughs> till death coach for death coach for life uh jones says if this is true it's been coming for a while they hadn't spoken in some time and folks were trying to make this happen good for the program for it to take place are they gonna fight yeah, good for what i mean i'm sorry i'm sorry what is can you tell me what the what the the the, the how can you tell me it's good for the program it's good it was expected but you can't tell me what's actually being talked about. He's going to the Lakers. He's going to Louisville. We're taking everywhere. We're, I mean, we're taking from Duke. We're taking from Kentucky. Who else? I mean, now I think Mill Wagner might not be the other assistant. We're going after Bill Self. <laughs> Bring him in here. Running national champs. Larry Brown. You, get, you may have some free time. Maybe a show cause coming. Come on, spend some time in Louisville. Jaron Howard, former Kansas guy. We'll bring him. Whatever. <laughs> We're taking from all the best programs, all the best recruiting schools. I think we should just hire all the former alumni who are head coaches, and we'll get Juwan Howard, Aaron Hubert McKinney, Davis, one and done at UNC. Speedy, Speedy Claxton from Hofstra. He's going out like Costanza. That's it for me. Beat Duke <laughs> twice, knocked him out of the Final Four, ended Kay's career. I'm out of here. I'm done. I want to be an assistant. He won the national title. He should have. Just gone back to ESPN. Would that have been the, the biggest flex of all time? One year, just beat Duke, end case career. End case career. Win a national title. Beat him at Cameron Indoor to end his 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 last game there at in Cameron. Durham. And then won the national championship. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm done. Go back to work for ESPN and do Talk about day. me forever. Speculate on how many national titles I would have won. It can never get better than it is right now. Boom. I mean, that's what it would be. Incredible move. That would be, yeah. He would, he would be doing that would put him and never going back into coaching. Would allow people to debate him amongst greats just because of off of the who wouldn't know what would happen. I'm telling you, that's not a terrible move. It'd be a good life. It would be. Texture says, does the sexual innuendo person even Disney? What? The, the guy who texted in about too much sexual innuendo and Disney crossover during that conversation. What's he asking? Answer isn't he? He's asking, does he even? Does that guy even Disney? 
And also, Tetra confirms, yes, Roger Rabbit was was Disney. Okay. Great movie. But is that the best Disney movie? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. No. Texas, does Matt Cross get immediate eligibility if he transfers to another school, or does he have to sit out a year since he came already and had immediate eligibility where he came when he came here? My guess is he he's, yeah, he would have to apply for a waiver because he did use the, the one-time yeah. transfer without sitting out deal that the NCAA has put out there. But because of the head coaching situation at Louisville, he's an easy approval. Plus, if he does go to Northeast where he's from, that's obviously you can always use family as a reasoning in there. You can. I mean, that's a little bit tough. I mean, ha- they have turned down some people who have tried to claim, I've got a sick you know, great-great-grandma or, or whatever, yeah. and they've you know, looked into it. But this one, with you know, he committed to play for Chris Mack. He didn't even get to play a full season for Chris Mack. And now Kenny Payne's coming in. He's an obvious candidate for yeah. an immediate waiver. I, I can't imagine he would be forced to set out another year. Uh, Texas says, Mike, I love the references to Are You Afraid of the Dark's pinball episode last week. I watched it over the weekend and noticed something that I think you will find interesting. Love this. I was floored to realize the cute girl from the pinball episode, Sophie, appears in the show's favorite movie, My Date with the President's Daughter, as a cashier. Mind blown. Incredible text. Nice. Now I've got to look this up during the break. Oh, there's been some, like, before they were stars. I think didn't Nev Campbell was on an Are You Afraid of the Dark at one point? Was she? So what? What's the one I think with the soup? With the the the, the soup that that like takes your soul. The one there one was like soup, there was that. yeah that sounds vaguely. And I think she's in that. Like she plays like one of the main people in that. And there was a because I did read this one time. I saw one. It was like, like I don't know why one of those watch mojo lists or one of those you know lists you get you see on decider. Yeah, like a ranker or something. And it was just I, I clicked I clicked on it because it got me. And it was like the you know where are they who, before they were stars appearances and I think I think she came up on Are You Afraid of the Dark and there was someone else on there too interesting which makes sense I mean that's I mean I can see you know that was about time for her before she hit you know her uh, party of five stride yeah. Texas says Starburst jelly beans are amazing best Easter candy now Starburst are awesome but I mean Starburst jelly beans that's be interesting they're oh, you never had these I'm not a big jelly bean oh, fan they're like crack um, they're so good. <laughs> So long-time followers of Card Chronicle slash listeners to me uh, on radio know this. I use Starburst jelly beans every year during the NCAA because they start coming out around March. And they became like my nervous eating food during Louisville NCAA tournament games. I have seen you eat Starburst here before. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen you bring in Starburst. So like like my mom always had like jelly beans stocked up when springtime came around, when the tournament came around. So I would just like nervously munch on Starburst jelly beans during the the NCAA tournament all the time growing up. And it became a thing like when I moved out of the house and then grew up. I would always have to have Starburst jelly beans once Louisville got to the postseason. And then, you know, when Mary and I moved out, she would make sure that I had them. Like, we had a, a listener, shout out to my girl Paula, who, like, brought me, like, a huge box of all these assorted different kinds nice. of Starburst jelly beans for the ends for tournament time. And it was, and unfortunately, because we haven't played in the tournament five years out of the last seven, <laughs> like, now when I get Starburst jelly, like, Mary brought them home when the tournament was starting. She's like, here you go. And I'm like, it, it makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. it, like, I, I've been eating, like, at sad time. I'm like, I'm like... At twelve thirty, watching St. Peter's highlights, I'm like, well, this kind of sucks. I'm like, this isn't the way it used to be. But th- that was my big food. I love Starburst jelly beans. I, I love uh, all the different types of Easter. I mean, Easter, you're right. Best take you've ever had. It's the best holiday for candy. I think maybe it's because I don't. Cause I don't think I've had Starburst jelly beans. <clears throat> and in terms of the quality of flavor in a jelly bean, I think those would probably would be pretty good. And I think now I think about like the only jelly beans I was like subject to growing up were those what was it those cheap those jellios oh yeah and those things were not I mean that that was my that's jelly bottom of the barrel yeah that's my jelly bean experience well yeah I grew up in lower middle class you know so I mean that's that was kind of you know I think that was 
that's probably why I'm not a big jelly bean guy is because that was probably my you need to branch out. Yeah, that was it's the a je- great big jelly bean world out there, <laughs> just like Jesus wanted it to be. <laughs> Those were my jelly. Yes, yeah, so maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I just need a new experience with jelly beans, the higher quality. It, like now that I think about it, after making that joke, it is weird that like Easter's the best candy holiday. It's like there's some good ones. He died for our sins so that we could enjoy all sorts of tasty, <laughs> well, different, I mean, different variations of jelly beans. I mean, if there's anything that's going to make you come back from death, if it's if it's not a if it's not a if it's not a egg shaped Reese cup, I don't know what would. I mean, did you ever get the chocolate crosses growing up? <laughs> Felt very wrong to eat them. No. Like I'm, they like you. They have like little Jesus on it. I never felt right eating my big Easter bunnies because it's, they always look so cool, and I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to break them up. And then you start with the ear, and you're like, well, I mean, this this, this feels wrong. Yeah. I'm starting at the top, <laughs> just devouring this poor thing. But yeah, eating the cross always felt awful, and it was it was that so just good seems weird too. to even like manufacture and make. Well, like, they do. Do they still make them? Oh my god, yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm gonna have one on Sunday. Like a chocolate cross? Yes. It does seem a little sacrilegious, right? Well, I mean, it's delicious. I'm going mean, to eat I'm, it. I'm, the, I'm not the most like heavily religious person, but I don't know. Something about that just seems weird. Then again, I don't know what we're talking about. I mean, you do drink the blood of Christ on every Sunday. So who's who's to say what's weird and what isn't, right? I mean, I, I would have led with the gigantic bunny bringing kids eggs and presents as the weirdest thing. But How did the bunny become part of Easter opposed compared to the resurrection of Jesus? That, my friend, is going to require a Google search on your end. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's... We're not getting into that right now. In fact, we have to take a break. When we come back, I will talk a little bit more. This is the time we need people in the office here. I bet one of them could have answered this question. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, a couple of texts asking about uh, Sean McNeil, which we talked about earlier, so we'll yep. get back into that discussion. We also have not gotten to the new football edition from over the weekend, and we'll revisit some of our first-hour thoughts on Nolan Smith and Kenny Payne from their press conference this afternoon. So Mike Rutherford Show. Hour number three is on the way next here on 1450 The Big X. He's gonna go to school today She's gonna make them stay at home Daddy doesn't understand it He always said she was good as gold And he can see no reasons Cause there are no reasons What reason do you need to be shown? Whoa, 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 whoa. Tell me why I don't like Mondays Tell me why I don't like Mondays don't like Mondays, I wanna shoot ooh, 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 ooh. The whole day down It is a gloomy Monday here in Louisville, Kentucky, unfortunately. I'm not sure if it's because first Monday list college basketball, or first college basketball list Monday of 2022 oh, yeah. so far. I don't know, uh, but it just feels... Like we're, I, know, I know we both like it, baseball, but... It's, it's more about the weather. Yeah, it, it's more about the fact that it's gloomy and cold. And we and also, you know, we get that glimpse yesterday of nice spring weather, and it feels like, here we go, and apparently this whole week's going to be just rainy and gross. And I don't like it. Is the whole week going to be like this? That's what it sounds like. I don't... I mean, come on. It's mm-hmm. April. We, we we had a not great weather for the last... It feels like forever. The weekend was good. Can we just get like a nice... I just want a couple of nice weeks of mild, enjoyable spring weather before we flip the switch entirely from and go like right from winter 
to summer, which I feel like is keeps happening around here. We go, we get no fall. Like this past fall sucked as far as weather was concerned. We went right from summer mm-hmm. to winter. It felt like, and now the most we had beautiful snow on the weekend. Oh, God, I mean, it's the most beautiful time of the year in Louisville. I always say this is that time between the NCAA tournament and Derby. I feel like those few weeks you get the the dogwoods are in full bloom. You get uh, you know it, it just it's it's bright, it's vibrant around here. It's, it's beautiful, and right now the weather sucks. It's not cooperating at all. I hate it. At least it's not cold though. I mean it's drizzly. It's, but... it's colder than it should be for April 11th. Yeah, I've walked the dog in like a full coat too many times the last two weeks. Like we we should be the flip flops and like shorts only, right? At this yeah. Point. We should have gotten it. And we're both in long. We both have the sweats on. and the. I mean, you're wearing a long sleeve, but it's a thin long sleeve. So That's a sweatshirt. That's a sweatshirt? That's not a sweatshirt. That's it is. It's a thin long sleeve shirt. Shout out to our, my friends over at Home Field Apparel. Is that just a oh, yeah, regular sweatshirt? Big L. Got the big old English L. I don't think it. I've worn a sweatshirt without a hood on it, and I can't remember when. I wear them frequently in here. I like, it's a good I just look. don't notice. I mean, I, I just, I feel like, I, I don't know. I, I think I have to wear the hoodie because I love the pouch. Like if I, I guess if I was ever gonna come back as an animal, it had to be a kangaroo. Because like I think all, all, all upper clothing should have pouches on the front of it. Like just random t-shirts that have pouches. I'm a low, love, I'm a bore with that. I love the hoodie pouch. Like there's, there's never. I don't understand why it has to be a hoodie to have a pouch too. Like why can't we put a pouch on a regular sweatshirt? <laughs> Five o'clock hours starting strong, just like he started the show. Trevor Kelsey also pro, also pro uh, cargo pants too. Uh, More pockets the better. Hey, I mean, I'm not going to hate you, but yeah. it, uh, <laughs> I used to wear cargo shorts. Oh, I wear, I still have cargo shorts. I was cleaning out of drawers this week. <laughs> you know what I, I love this up out. Oh, they don't fit, thankfully. And I don't know if I should give them the goodwill because I just don't know if that's like considered like punishment. But I found some like blue jean cargo shorts from back. I don't know when I had them. I mean, I don't know. They, they had been from 15, 20 years ago, maybe. I can't even imagine. And it's just like I, I pulled them out. I'm like, part of me was like, Damn, I wish these kind of fit still. I'd rock the hell out of these. Uh, TJ Walker texted in during the break. Because <laughs> you asked, how did the Easter Bunny become a symbol? And he responded with exactly what I thought of, which is the South Park episode. Where oh, like, is that, is the that, Hair Club for Men is how the Easter Bunny became a symbol for Easter. Also, Peter, the first pope, was a rabbit. Um, was he? We had this discussion, yeah. my wife and I, over the weekend about how, because we, you know, we got Virginia really into to Halloween with the music and, and Christmas songs, and there are even a couple of Thanksgiving songs. There's no like good Easter specials slash Easter songs to get her ready for this. The only one that I think of, and I don't even know if it's like a traditional Easter song, is the Here Comes Peter Cottontail Hopping Down the Bunny Trail. Didn't he die, Dan? <laughs> what? The spoiler? I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not sure what you're referring to. <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't the song, didn't he get like? Did does, that, does Peter Cottontail die at the end of the song? Doesn't he? I mean, didn't the lyrics say he gets like, be, he gets like squashed? <laughs> I, I, am I, am I misremembering <laughs> Peter Cottontail's song? You want to Google that or should I? You Google it. I mean, <laughs> am I, I, I thought this was, I, I don't remember the rest of the lyrics. I just remember here comes Peter Cottontail hopping down the, the, the bunny trail. I don't remember the. the I, I don't remember the bunny murder at the end. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. Okay, hold on. I would hope he down a bunch of conspiracy content. Having to look at him, stop and listen to him say, try to do things he should. Extra good. You know, wake up on Easter. No, I guess he doesn't. I thought he got. I thought he got squashed at the end. <laughs> which doesn't help. Which does kind of feed to your your theory. You know, of no good Easter song now. <laughs> How did you think that Peter Cottontail died at the end of the song? Why? The face off of a movie. Hippity, hoppity, hippity, hoppity. I, how did you? Uh, 
<laughs> I swear I thought he got, got crushed in them. I, I don't <laughs> know. Doesn't if the Velveteen a... Rabbit in, the, in that book, doesn't he die? No. The Velveteen Rabbit does not die. Are you sure? I thought that movie was like. That, I've never actually read the book, but I thought I, heard somebody, I read somewhere where it was like depressing. Texter says, I think Trevor's thinking of Little Bunny Foo Foo. And I think that is is what you're thinking of. Oh, okay. Maybe that'll Here, be it. Okay. And bopping him on the head. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Which okay. is a, a very weird song. Because it's on like that's on like Baby Bum and the other like shows that like they all do right. all the nursery rhymes. There's usually a there's usually a rhyme to my madness. A, a rhyme to your madness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I don't, I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> Uh, it's like five o'clock hour. I start daytiming or something. <laughs> Texture says the reason for the rabbit being with Easter is Saint, because Saint Peter was actually a rabbit. Yeah, once again, uh, Texas. Honestly, it's the from the South Park episode. Oh, okay, okay, good. I thought you were just well. Honestly, if it's in the Bible or in South Park, I couldn't believe either one would be true. Texture says, "P.S. Let peeps get a little stale and then dip them in milk chocolate. Fantastic. Interesting. Hmm. I've heard they let them get stale. I've never heard the dip them in milk chocolate." I mean, I could. I mean, it's just marshmallows have absorbed the chocolate milk. So yeah, I mean that would. Yeah, sounds good. Or milk chocolate in general. Yeah. Seriously, I had the same thought on hoodies and pouches this weekend. Crewnecks can have pouches too. I think they should. Like all of them should. Texas Mike Trevor's fried brain is confusing <laughs> little bunny foo foo picking up the field mice and bopping them on the head with Peter Cottontail. <laughs> okay. That's an honest mistake, though, right? Not really. <laughs> can have my back a little bit. I mean, little bunny foo foo <laughs> also doesn't die. He kills mice. I knew somebody was getting slaughtered. He doesn't even necessarily murder them. He just bops them on the head. I think it's presumed. That's a mouse. He's probably dead. It's a far cry from, doesn't Peter Cottontail get squashed (laughs) at the end? (laughs) But Does anybody count as an Easter song as well? We've had a lot of interesting starts to 5 o'clock hours over the last nine months or so. That may be it's top tier for sure. I'm not going to say number one because I can't remember. Oh, number all one's still the PS4 story, probably. Yeah, that's that right. Was, that, that's yeah. I, I don't that know was like I'm, the second week I knew you. I don't know what I'm thinking of. And then Brandon Bender showed up 20 minutes <laughs> yeah, later. Yeah, like randomly a day after we'd sit there and bashed him. Yeah, I know. I legit thought I was like, are we going to get beat up by Brandon Bender? I thought we were too. <laughs> and you also shushed the owner of the entire media group. <laughs> that was yeah. That that was the best five o'clock hour that we've had. I don't even. I have no that idea what sports were happening. Day too. <laughs> it all happened in the span of like thirty minutes. Yeah, I don't. I yeah. I, I don't know what to do. Texture says Trevor messing up idioms is one of the best aspects of this show. Agree. What, I enjoy it. What did I mess up this time? Whatever one you just said was wrong. The you were trying to say no rhyme or reason, and I don't. No, remember. it was rhyme to my madness. Rhyme. Yeah, that's not how it goes. How do you know? Well, there's no rhyme or reason. Is one idiom. <laughs> There's no method to your madness is the other idiom. You combine the two, <laughs> well, that's just like, which also happens. You know, frequently. there was a time when someone had peanut butter and somebody had chocolate and somebody thought they were crazy to combine them. Well, guess what? Uns to them. <laughs> Uns to them. <laughs> they, they were geniuses. One day, people are going to look back at me. I feel like I'm going to be like Bill and Ted. Like there's going to be a George Carlin character in fifty in 5,000 years looking back at, at how I saved like peace on, on earth. With with what me me combining my words with your mastery of the English language with my mastery my rhyme of my mad the the rhythm and rhyme to my madness. Good God! Um, let's talk real quickly about the <laughs> little recruit. Yeah, the, the, well, the the football news of the weekend. Yeah, let's get that. Which is 
you know, Louisville has needed help in the secondary. They've yeah. dipped into the transfer portal again. They've lost a couple of guys. I think they have, they, you know, they've got some guys coming back. Quinterio Cole is going to try to make his NFL dreams come true. But Keechel Clark is back. Yep. A couple of other stars from last year are back. But they also, they need depth. And also, I mean, let's be honest. Beyond Keetrell Clark, the, the cornerback position was a position of some weakness last year. And the one guy who seemed to be stepping up and showing glimpses of becoming a really potential shutdown corner in the future was Greedy Vance, who then chooses to go to Florida State. Our whole debate last year. To be closer to his family in New Orleans yeah. for somehow. I mean, we kept telling ourselves last year, well, some of our better guys are young, so they'll be developed and get better. And then, of course, they just leave. Yeah. So yeah, Louisville, Louisville needed some help there. They got it over the weekend. Jarvis Brownlee, Florida State transfer, started 15 games over the last two seasons, uh, was a three-star prospect coming out of high school in, in 2019, according to 24-7, and was a four-star prospect coming out of high school, according to Rivals, has chosen to come to Louisville to wrap up his college career. He's a good friend of Tutu Atwell. Atwell. Um, nice. He recently visited Ole, Ole Miss last weekend, so to have him take that visit where you know it's, it's a program that has a lot of juice right now, and in Oxford, Mississippi is a cool place to visit. To get him to commit to you after, you know, right on the heels of that visit, I think is a, a good time thing. Um, you know, he played, it's not like when you're taking one of these guys from, and no disrespect to them, because we mentioned Keetrell Clark, and he's been terrific, but it's not like when you're taking one of these guys from an FCS program or a lower level FBS program, and you're not really sure how their skill set is going to translate. Like, this guy's played a ton of snaps at Florida State. We can see how good he is. We we, we can see or how ungood he is. Maybe yeah. I mean, he, there's nowhere to hide. Like like we've seen the good and the bad from him. We know what to expect. We've seen the flashes. And I thought Keith Wynn did a really good job of breaking down the entire thing on Car Chronicle on that post from over the weekend. Like he started at Florida State. Like I that speaks volumes. If you want to, if you want to try to, if you want to, if if you want to be over positive and somebody comes at you with a homer homer response. I, I'll be honest, you know, the best way to, to, to defend being maybe over positive about this kid, because like you said, we have seen him at Florida State, Florida State obviously not been, you know, it's not like he's Deion Sanders down there or anything. I would just say Craig Geese Jr. I mean, he was awful with us, went to Kansas State and had a great year. First it, team all Big 12. It can happen. It, it, maybe it's, it's just the coaching down there at FSU. He also, I mean, he had, I know everybody's going to share, because he was the cornerback who got beat on, the touchdown, the, the last second touchdown when they lost to Jacksonville State, which was a, a bad look for everybody in the Florida State defense, him he, himself included. Could have been better off not knowing that, but okay. Yeah, like all you got to do is not give up a touchdown there and you win the game. And like yeah. that's, they, they gave up a touchdown there. I blame the safety, but okay. But he also, I mean, he had a, a big time interception in the end zone late in their game against Florida at the end of the season, which was a huge play for them. Like he's, he's made some really big plays, he's made some, some plays where he's looked bad and that's the thing about being in the secondary is there's nowhere to hide if you're in the line and you get you know pancaked it's going to show up but if you're just blocked very well and taken out of a play most of the time people aren't going to really notice if you're a cornerback and you get burned in one-on-one coverage without any safety help over the top like that a hundred thousand people in the crowd are all going to see that you're the guy who gave up that touchdown and if you make a big play conversely like like Everybody's going to see that you're the guy who made the interception and who took it back to the house. So he's been, he was kind of a feast or famine guy at Florida State. I think that you still take a talent like that. I mean, FSU is still FSU. I know they've been down in recent years, but they've got athletes every single year all over the place. And if you're good enough to start there, you're probably going to be good enough to at least compete for a starting job at a similar program like Louisville. So 
I like the addition. We need depth anyway. If he comes here and he just can't get it done, then he's still somebody that you can use as a second or third guy to come in when somebody gets banged up or somebody just needs a rest. Um, I'm happy about the addition. I think it's good news for Louisville football moving forward. I would agree. Speaking of additions, here we go. I got an update. You ready for something? Yes. I have a new follower on Twitter. Who is it? You never believe this. I'm excited to hear. Like, okay. By the way, Twitter account number update sixty eight. Oh, we gotta get get, him, get Trevor to a thousand. Hashtag yeah, is happening there. before the end of the year. And maybe to start because my new follower, Charlie, Charlie, Charles Theon Theron, whatever her name is, Charlize Theron. Yeah, she's now following me on Twitter. Now. There's a possibility this isn't the real one. Does she not have a blue check by her name? No blue check. I would assume that it's not the real one. She just joined Twitter uh, in April 22. She has zero tweets and only eight followers. Trevor, I got got bad news (laughs) for you. But it says her name, and it's got a picture of her. I'm being followed by Charlotte. Uh, I think I don't know how to pronounce her name. I have your Playboy edition. Charlize Theron. I mean, I've got her Playboy episode uh, edition. I don't. I can't pronounce her name. This reminds me of the time that somebody posted their direct message from a, a, a somebody posing as Jay Z on Instagram, <laughs> and it said, "Hey, it's Jay Z from rap." In, in the DM, and I didn't get a DM from her, Trevor. I, look, I, I are you ha- trying to burst my bubble here? No, it's it's definitely Charlize Theron. Thank you. You're you're being followed by Charlize Theron on, on Twitter. I mean, her handle is at char c h a r l i z nine five eight seven seven five three five heart heart heart. That's just how you know it's real. I mean, come on! Did she hear? St- <laughs> I wonder if she heard us talking about me watching Devil's Advocate recently. Probably. <laughs> is there a real Charlize Theron account out there that we can say definitively? I'm, she's following me. I don't. I think she has. She probably has an official account. You think so? Yeah. Maybe that's just, with maybe, more than eight followers. Maybe. <laughs> How do you spell her name again? S C H A. No, you, no wrong. Wrong first letter. <laughs> Start, we started off on the wrong foot there. Texas says, "I want candy from Hop." Is the Easter song that gets my kids going. See, this is again. I want candies by Bow Wow. I want candy. Well, that's, I mean, it's an original, it's a remake. Uh oh. But I also don't know, I don't even know what Hop is. We're not, we're not at movies yet <laughs> with kids. I think I've heard of that movie. Texas says Method to One's Madness and Ear to the Ground, not Grindstone. It's Nose to the Grindstone. <laughs> Why would somebody put their nose on the Grindstone? Well, I don't know. Until that day comes, keep your ear to the Grindstone. It's all I can think of is uh, Goodwill Hunting. Retainer. <laughs> Texas says, uh, speaking bunny foo-foo is a stupid song because bunnies don't hunt nor pick on mice. They're too busy eating my roses. It's a terrible song either way. I used to have, we used to have a ton of rabbits in my neighborhood until my dogs ate a bunch of them. <laughs> they don't show up anymore. We've had two bunny deaths in our backyard. I've had more bunny deaths than yeah. I like to count. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, yeah, it makes, yeah, I, oh, I don't Penny, like it. Possum throwdown Saturday night. By the oh, way. I know now. Well, your dog is like just like anti possum altogether. It happened again Saturday night while Mary's putting John to sleep upstairs. Virginia's in the bath, and I hear the bark. We have like a little uh, shout out to my my neighbor two doors down. Dennis gave us this little like a uh, kind of slide backyard slide for Virginia when she was a little bit smaller. Like now, it's a little bit too small for her. We're probably gonna give it to our, our other neighbors. But stuck like Penny had cornered this thing underneath the slide. And I was like, son of a... And so I go out there, I run out there, and rise, I go, the, the possum makes a break for it. And Penny, like, tackles it. 
like, how, how, smacks it. Muscles aren't very fast, right? No, not faster than Penny. No, well, I we found this out that, firsthand. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was a bold. When I saw it stuck on the slide, I'm like, well, Penny can't get in there. I should be able to grab her pretty quickly. No, Possum makes a run for him. Like, son of a bold move by the Possum too, not playing dead. I mean, bold remove possums. Like, at what point do you stop coming in the yard? Like, she's she's gonna corner you. She's she's not gonna go away. We have a dog in our yard. Stop coming in the yard. But uh, you're leaving trash in your yard. No, there's nothing in. Uh, we're, we're gonna have to do something. I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I can't stop going out there. You should stop picking up the dog poop. Ripping my dog from. Well, Penny poops on walks. She doesn't poop in the backyard. She's very particular. She's high maintenance. She's actually really low maintenance. She's a great dog. You know how like dogs like never want to poop in their own yard, but where humans like only want to poop at their home. Texture says. <laughs> That's a weird thing. Texture says, and we. I've heard some form. Of, I've said this before. I've heard some form of this a thousand times since we started doing the show. Okay. Texture says, I've never done a bigger one eighty on a radio personality than Trevor. I die laughing daily these days. <laughs> I'm telling you, there are like we've had. I'm sure we've had a lot of listeners who have like. Like bowed out, they're like, I can't take this guy. Oh, I'm sure I do annoy people. You do at first, <laughs> but the ones who stick through it, the ones who stay true to the show, they all get the benefit of an, the acquired taste that is Trevor Kelsey. I'm like beer, you exactly. And if you don't, you know, the first time you had a beer, you probably didn't like it. Probably I, not. I didn't. I remember vividly trying beer for the first time, and I'm like, this is this is gross. Hurts my stomach. You stick to it, not to the point where you become an alcoholic. But to the point where you just enjoy a nice beer, and that's Trevor. You know, too much of Trevor is probably going to get you in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, and boy, it's going to get old too because eventually. I mean, I don't have that much depth to my to my knowledge. So. Eventually, you get sick of the you know hearing tie-ins from '80s movies that you've never heard of. Like, yeah, at some point, that's going to wear thin. Like that's why I had to leave KRC because TJ he heard all my story. I've been with him for like seven years. He he heard everything already. It just reminds. It's like Michigan football's motto: <laughs> the ones who stay will be champions. <laughs> the ones who stuck with Trevor Kelsey will ultimately learn to appreciate him. I mean, that's my mom. My mom at first was like, who's this guy? He's interrupting you. He's, he's all these non sequiturs. <laughs> and now she, I mean, she literally texts me during the show. She's like, I love Trevor. Trevor's the best. People, I'm, I'm jolly. People love her. Trey. <laughs> and Texter says, my hate for Trevor is off and on. Today, he's had me rolling. You, you, you never know. Uh, I can you be- are, you, you know, there are bad beers out there. Sometimes, sometimes you're going to have too many. Sometimes it's, it's going to make you feel sick in the morning. Get a bitter beer face. Sometimes you're going to do things that you regret. <laughs> you're going to make a comment that you probably shouldn't have made. That's oh, Trevor's going to have those days. <laughs> but most of the time, you're going to enjoy it and be thoroughly appreciative of the, of the fact that you stuck through it. I was good today, though. I saved my, my comment that I thought was inappropriate for the year. I saved it off the year. And I think you was... did, and you told me, and you made the right call. <laughs> you're like, I probably shouldn't say that on air. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> Not always do I think that through. Uh, Texas says, the only thing that worries me about Brownwell is the NIL sit-out issue that he had this past year. Is Brownwell, the, I, I missed, is that the name of the recruit from Florida State? Brown Lee is the name of the recruit from Florida State. So I think or the that, transfer, I guess, yeah. Uh, I don't, I, actually, I'm not even familiar with this, so I would have to look this up. Um, I'm sure he had no stuff at Florida State. I don't know what. Texas says, Easter movie specials. These are the ones that I guess that we need to show Virginia. Uh, Peter Cottontail. Hop, it's the Easter Beagle, Charlie Brown, Peter Rabbit 1 and 2, Paw Patrol Saves the Bunnies, Winnie the Pooh Springtime with Rue. Oh, no, what was... And for older kids, Rise of the Guardians. At least three of those are made up. I mean, I've heard of Hop, and you've mentioned Hop already once. The texture did. I haven't heard of Hop. 
Oh, I'd heard of Hop. That, that that name is. I don't know where I've heard it, but I've heard that name. I've heard that movie title. Starting before. to think that you were secretly at Disney on Ice on Saturday, <laughs> draping your arm around a woman, hiding behind the one the pillar at one seven section one seventeen. Don't say that. <laughs> it's like creepy. People like, people will take it seriously. <laughs> I know. Uh, I was, but I know those else I've heard of, and I I mean I had wouldn't even if you'd said name a movie with a rabbit in it, I would have I wouldn't have mentioned Hop because it just. And it wasn't until I heard you say it that it rang a bell. There's, there's no Disney. I mean, there is no rule. It's the Thursday of, of holidays when it comes to movies. Kind of it, is. It gets no love, no respect. Kind of I does. thought Thanksgiving got a little respect. At least it gets planes, trains, and automobiles. Texture says, my name is Bud, and I'm a Trevor Holic. <laughs> Trevor doesn't have Bud on him. <laughs> Bud has Trevor. <laughs> I wonder if his real name is Bud. Texture says... <laughs> Trevor has the that effect on people because when people first listen to the show, they want to hear about the big news of the day for the program, and all they get is a guy talking about '80s music and stories about chain smoking. I think that's probably right. All '80s music or some '90s. Music. And also, when we finally do get to sporting news, and I'm like, I'm like teasing, I'm like leading up to the the big news, and you're like, "Hey, real quick." <laughs> but in my defense, I dated a guy named Elijah once. I'm like, well, I don't know, I don't know where to go with that. I coached Elijah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> shout out to Elijah Baker. Um, I think played some small college ball afterwards. Okay, but I, I know that you're literally making the joke. <laughs> okay, not without even meaning to. In my defense, though, and I haven't used that as much as I usually do today. I do usually pop in with it right away because if I don't, I'll forget it within ten seconds. Yeah, I'm like ten second Tom sometimes. I'm aware of why you do it. Oh. I just think that sometimes the, the the information that you're trying to so desperately get out before you forget isn't necessarily like like pertinent to the discussion. It's kind of like on Friday when we were talking about you with kids and you yeah. you saying that like you wouldn't have to change your lifestyle because they're too young to realize what's going on. Yeah, you can smoke it from there. I don't know. And I said that's like the the issue <laughs> the the concerning issue isn't the kids figuring out what's happening. It's your ability to take care of the kids while you're doing what you're doing. And I'm a functional. Y- yeah. <laughs> we don't need to revisit the entire conversation, but I'm just saying, like, once again, I think you're focusing on the wrong element here. I mean, but then again, I mean, it also just makes, you know, helping with kids that age, it makes it more fun for the adult, too. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not surprised you didn't smell it at Disney on Ice somewhere. I did not smell it at Disney on Ice. I mean, <laughs> there was people weren't passing the joints back and forth like, like when I went to see the Big Floyd at the Yum Center. I mean, yeah, it, it's not like oh man, like you got a friend of me is going to hit differently now. Like you hear, oh my god, like I'm going to blaze right before a whole new world starts. But 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 the lights and all the and all the colors and the dance. Tell me that wouldn't be enhanced. Trevor, a bit. Uh, once again, I'm not pushing back on <laughs> yeah, okay the, your your general point here. I agree. It would have been a much better experience. I guarantee you, there. I guarantee you, a high majority of parents, and no pun intended, were there, baked, and just won't admit it though. I, including the dancers, think you are extremely <laughs> wrong about that statement. A high majority of parents were high oh, at I Disney bet, on Ice. I bet, I bet, I bet the the the, uh, the parking garage looked like the the pot lot at Ballard. Trevor. <laughs> Yeah, I mean you're wrong. Like, there's no other way to say. I mean, it. if there's ten thousand people there, I would say a good four thousand had a good buzz going on. Did they sell beer? No. Wow. 
Why not? They did. No, they, they did. It wasn't. Oh. It wasn't at the like the general concourse areas, but there was like a little fridge where you could go. Okay. So that's okay. You can be drunk with the kids, but you can't. Okay. I mean, I'm being shamed again. A majority. You thought a majority of parents were high at Disney on ice. I would be, I'd be willing to bet. They won't admit it though. I would take that bet. I would give 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 me test them all. I guarantee you would come up at least fifty percent of them. The people there, pissing positive. Gregory's texted and said, uh, you know, you have a man cave. He said, that's nice of your mom to let you have a man cave in the basement. It is, actually. Yeah. It's not in the basement, though. I wish I had a basement. It's a den. It used to be a one-car garage. So it's not really a cave, then. It's like a man den. It's a den, yeah. Man it's like den. the man the man den. It sounds like this should be a word. Man <laughs> den. Man den. I don't know. I wish I had a basement. I, I used to have a basement. I like this question. Text says, which one? Option A is Nolan Smith as a player at Louisville and then a coach at Louisville, or... Allen Houston is player only. Oh, man. See, this is where I need some of that Disney on Ice and help to get me to think about this one deeply. How can you, like, I mean, I'm. That's. You that's are the, one of those people, like, you think more clearly when that. When, when, oh, yeah. When, I mean, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm John Stewart. I've never been, like, so, you know, I had You're friends really that were like. $20 bill. <laughs> yeah, but, like, that, that's not him thinking clearly. It's just him being stoned and saying weird or stuff. Or, no, I guess, who is the general uh, Garotho? I, I, seek, I seek heaven. I seek hell. I seek Christ. I think you should seek therapy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, you know, you, I, I have friends, and I'm sure, like, a lot of people listening have said this about themselves or have friends who've said the same thing, like, where they're like, I'm so much better at sports or games or, like, just drinking games well, when, I, no. when I start getting drunk. Like I've always been the opposite. Like I once I start getting drunk or once I'm on anything, like I'm I'm out of it. Like no, I, alcohol, I'm not. I can't do it on alcohol. I can't. If I'm drinking, I'm, I can't. Like, but like if I'm gonna play a video game, I don't think I've done it sober since I was seven. Well, I mean, I had a buddy who was like the best drunk beer pong player of all time, and I was very very good until I started getting too drunk. And together we were just like dynamic duo. Like the first three games, I'm carrying him. Like I'm hitting everything. I'm the one cup assassin. And he gets the buzz going. And then like I start getting a little too drunk. Like I start because I've got to be very focused to be good at stuff. Yeah. And when I start getting drunk, like losing focus, I'm looking around a little bit, laughing too hard at jokes, not paying attention to whose turn it is, not thinking really about it's what right. cup I want to go at. And then that's when he takes over. It was a great working relationship until we got too old to to, to play drinking games consistently anymore. Where's the draw? Where's the dessert? A line to draw for age for drinking. I crossed it too long ago. Probably, probably at thirty. I would say the, the max. Back to the texture question because I think that is a really good summer question too. Yeah, we probably should answer the question. Oh man, I, I don't know if I can answer it with only thirty minutes left. I would. I'm leaning slightly towards Alan Houston as a player though. So am I. Now he was so good. I know, and I mean, you imagine him on. He'd have been. Here's the thing, though. He was there ninety to ninety three, so he'd have been. I mean, we don't have that losing season with with Crum probably ninety one with him there. No. Uh, he's a senior on that team that plays Indiana in Sweet 16, but we probably are better than the four seed that year. Agreed. In, in 93, um, which would have also included a, a freshman Rogier too, by the way, or a sophomore Rogier. I mean, that team would have been loaded. Um, he wouldn't have been, unfortunately, on the 94 team. No. Which was also loaded which, with talent. Which, was, and which helped the fact that Dwan Wheat was a Prop 48 and had to sit out is what would have been his freshman year, which would have been 93. Uh, the other thing is, if Allen Houston comes here as a player, is the Crum era extended? Like, do we miss out on like Rick Pitino and coming here in one? Because it's possible. It is. I mean, he we we could have still had the same slight decline as we did in the late nineties, even post 
Allen. And in this scenario, we we still lose Wade. It's Allen Houston as a player, period. So I'm assuming that Wade Houston still goes to Tennessee. Yeah, and and we like you know because that was as big of a deal as, as losing Allen was. You lost Wade. You lost your your primary recruiter. I mean, you'd like to think getting out of Houston in 1990 would would have helped push you know Crum wanting to actually coach to the three point line, which he refused to do until like 95 anyway. Yeah. Him and it was John, part of it. Him and John Thompson were like, ooh, the three point line. High post. <laughs> I was like, dude, come on. <laughs> I love you, Denny. I love you, John. But you can't, it's not going anywhere. It's here to stay. Use it. <laughs> I here's the thing though. Like, I'm not sure, and maybe this is just because I have like I, I'm more familiar with the sort of late, like more recent, which is the Nolan Smith era from 2007 through through 2011. Those teams, the 08, 09, 2010, 2011 teams, were all very good at Louisville. You can make the case the weakest point of those teams was the point guard position, especially 08, 09. Was Sosa, yeah. But what was McGee in 08, 09? He was splitting with Sosa, but he was the starter. Like McGee, I know, I hate to even mention the name. But you say 08, 09, you mean the 09 tournament then? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we lost to Michigan State. Right. And then 08, we lost to Tennessee in the, in the uh, lead. No, 08, we lost to North Carolina. I mean, Carolina. North Carolina after we beat Tennessee in the season. The 08 team was the better team to me, even though I guess uh, they I weren't. I disagree with that. I mean, I just because I had Padgett. You though. just love David Padgett. I, I do. I love David Padgett, too. I do. I think 09 was a little bit better. It probably was because Clark and Williams were, st- were, were better players than the year later. But both would have been significantly aided by Nolan Smith at point guard, probably. even though those would have been his freshman and sophomore seasons. I mean, 2010 is, is better with Nolan at point than Edgar Sosa. I think that team is better. They're probably not in eight seed. Yeah, but they're probably not going past the second. They're probably not. Yeah. But then 2011 is interesting because Peyton Siva as a sophomore was good, but still a little bit erratic. And Nolan Smith as a senior, you know, in 2011 was averaging over 20 points per game. You've got him, but then that probably takes a little bit away from Preston Knowles. I think 11 was probably Pino's best coaching year, too. I, I totally agree. I mean, that's, I know they lost him. I was Moorhead. Moorhead. I always say Murray Moore. I was going to But Preston broke his foot. Yeah, and the fact that that team, I mean, you go back and look at it, that team to be a four seed to where they were. It was incredible. I mean, yeah, I love that coached team. Coached way over his head on that one. That team should have been a nine seed. Man, it's a great question. I'm, I think I'm going to go with, I think I'm leaning towards where you're leaning. I think I'm going to go Allen Houston. The thing is, but is it's because, a good question. Because right now, off the premise of what we know, the impact of the team, I think, would have been. I mean, would Louisville win a title when Allen Houston there? I don't know. I mean, that's, you're talking about going against an UNLV team in its prime, Duke in its really its prime. I don't know if they win a national title. Do they get to a Final Four? Quite possibly. Yeah, Duke, UNLV, and Carolina. I mean, those three right there, there and yeah. that from 90 to 93, I mean, those were I mean, those were damn good Duke and UNLV teams. I mean, yeah. they, I don't think Louisville's beating them. Very, no, I mean, hell, only Duke was the only one that could beat UNLV in, in those two-year span from 1991. But, like, I'm more curious about like asking me this question in four years, knowing Derek Smith's, no uh, Nolan. Nolan Smith. I'm sorry, impact on as a coach. Fair, that's very fair. Because I think as a player, it leans Allen Houston all the way. I'm with you. I mean, well, Allen Houston was unequivocally the the more talented. Oh well, player. yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. Nolan was that. a great college player. He was a good college player. I don't know about say great, but he was definitely. Good. I mean, he averaged 17 points on a national championship team, that's and then true. averaged 20 a year later, You're 20 right. and seven. You're like right. he was, I would say, a great college player. You averaged 17 and 20. That's pretty good in college. You're right. Yeah, I mean, and again, not terrible teams. Those no, all no. the teams he played for at Duke well, were very good. Title. Um, I think we have to take our last break. A couple other good questions on the Thornton Sex line that I want to get to. Uh, we'll do that coming up after the break. We'll talk. Uh, somebody asked about Sean McNeil again. We'll re- revisit that conversation quickly. Uh, all that coming up next here. Mike Rutherford Show on a Monday on 1450 and 961, The Big X. I don't like 
San Francisco for the Labor Day weekend show. I got my hush puppies on. I guess I never was meant for glitter rock and roll. And honey, I didn't know that I'd be missing you so. Come Monday, it'll be alright. Come Monday. Best Monday song? Uh, I mean, when I said Monday song, yeah, this is the first one that came to my mind. And I'm a Bengals fan. I think Manic Monday still. Still Manic Monday? But I probably like this song more. Yeah. Oh, this one. It's a better song. I mean, nothing against the band. Even though I think Prince did write Manic Monday. I feel like that's maybe know, come I, up before. I know he show. wrote. I know he wrote Eternal Flame. I did not know that. I know he wrote that for a fact. I mean, he because I mean, he got remember Prince was. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a scene one day. <laughs> the ladies of eighties Prince edition. Like he he had a lot of a lot of impact on many of uh, popular ladies in the eighties, including Susanna Huff. I believe it. Yeah. It's Prince. He's incredible. Yeah, he's a dude. Yeah, I mean, you hit jump shots and eat waffles tonight. Trevor Kelsey. I don't know if you knew this. I'm assuming you probably did not. WNBA draft this night. Right? I did know this. You did? Because the only reason is I was like, what if the Blue Jays and Yankee game will be on ESPN? Oh, there you go. And I went to the guide and I saw the, the WNBA draft is on instead. I'm thinking, well, really? 7 o'clock, ESPN. It's poised to be another greatest night in the history of the program for Jeff Walls. I can't even tell you the Indiana Fever traded up to the number two pick. They did. Yes. I did not know that. I only knew it because I heard him talking about it during the Pacer and Nets game I was watching briefly yesterday. It sounds like uh, Ryan Howard from Kentucky or Melissa Smith from Baylor are going to be the number one pick. Howard's really? been the favorite for a while. Okay. That makes but, sense, I guess. You know, who cares? You know, she, she can't win games in the tournament. She can't beat Louisville. Isn't there, like, isn't there like 10 picks in the first round anyway? I think it's 12. Yeah, I mean. I think that's right. But, you I know. Mean, it can't be that many teams in WNBA. Ryan Howard, famously, 0-4 against Louisville in her college career. Congrats. Famously. Famously, everybody knows this. Um, <laughs> but in the top five, he's known for other than having the same name as the the, the player from the Phillies. We're not doing that again. I will get what? very frustrated because it's not the same name. It's the same name spelled differently. Okay, whatever. And you also couldn't find the difference between Ryan and Ryan. You're saying the same thing. No, I'm not. There's a different syllable. Ryan and Ryan. Okay. Ryan, Ryan. Two different names. I don't hear the difference still. <laughs> I don't get it. You're going to make me mad again. I can't. I, I, okay. I cannot do this again. <laughs> All right. I would expect, not I would expect, I'm not saying this is a Mike Rutherford opinion. No, but put it on the message board. <laughs> based on the WNBA mock drafts that are out there, it sounds like Emily Angsler is going to be not just a top 10 pick, but probably a top five pick. I've seen her going to, uh, number five overall in a lot of these mock drafts. During our game, our last game, they kept projecting her as like a number going number seven or six, I think, roughly, as I kept seeing on the screen. And everybody who covers the WNBA or who covers women's college basketball has kind of said like she helped herself more during the NCAA tournament than any other player who's yeah. on these in these mock drafts. She had a fantastic showed off the the full array of skills. Uh, I know she's in she's been in New York. She's getting ready for this thing. I think this is going to be a big night for her. You're also probably going to hear Kiana Smith's name called. That 
seems more likely to be in the second round. But again, Jeff Walls, it's going to be another big night for him, putting multiple players into the WNBA who are drafted. Should be a fantastic evening. How many rounds do they have in WNBA draft? Number five, maybe? Four? Say what? How many rounds do they have? I think just three. Really? Well, it's only it's 12, two, it's it's only two 12 or three. teams. You think they'd maybe have more, but. Yeah. I think it's, it's either two or three. I think it's I think it's two. And Louisville's had a first-round pick. I wonder how many years in a row. It's three. Three it's rounds. Rounds, three rounds. How many? Would this be like, I mean, Louisville's had a first-round pick multiple years in a row, correct? Um, Well, Dana Evans ended up slipping to the second round last year. Oh, did she? Okay. she. I think she ended up being the first pick but of the Asia second But Asia Durham was like the third pick in the draft yeah. before. You had Asia. You had, I think, Maisha Hines-Allen was a first-round pick. We know Schimmel was a lottery or a top-ten big, even though she's kind of a bust, wasn't she? She ended up, yeah. She's not. By the way, don't don't look at her Twitter page now. Why? I think it's been taken over by porn bots. The last time I saw it had been. Okay. I hope it's not. I mean, either that or she's venturing into a completely different line of work recently. But, uh, yeah, she's kind of been. Also, his little sister was hotter. But, yeah. Okay, Trevor. I mean, come on. <laughs> she was pretty hot. I mean. Dude, and she's, like, she's done a great job. She's yeah, written she books. She's, she's gone national book tours. Uh, Shoney's had a little bit of, you know, she's had some issues, I think, throughout her professional career. Well, I know she struggled in the, in the pro level. But, I mean, that's here nor there. I mean, yeah. it happens. It's, it's, it's fine. She's and, still a Louisville legend forever. And, uh, well, she's always going to be remembered for the, the Brittany Griner. Of course. I mean, that's, just, that's the given. Um, and I, and I guess Angels are only number one pick overall, which she was number one pick overall, if I'm not mistaken. She was. We've had a number one pick now in the WNBA, MLB, uh, MLB NBA, yep. and MLS drafts. Yes. NFL's next. Closest NFL we've had would be Mekhi Beckham recently at uh, 11, right? Well, I think the, no, the highest, we've looked this up before, it, it's like a number number nine pick. From no, there was somebody like from, yeah, yeah, back in the, like the 40s or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. But I think modern draft. Isn't big. No, no. It was, Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson was like 13. And Amobi Okoye was he way went, up there. Yeah, and maybe it was Okoye. I think Okoye was 10. But I thought was, I thought Beckham was like, maybe he was the highest we've had close to that. But I think, yeah. I know Joe Johnson for a fact was like 14. I remember when he got drafted by the Saints. The highest rated draft pick we've ever had was Amobi Okoye at 10. At 10. Yeah. Mekhi Beckton was 11. Bukoye was unfortunate. In the modern yeah. modern era. Uh, Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. Texture says, TK Court of the Month, in my defense, I pop in with it right away. <laughs> I don't even know what that was in reference to. Boy, out of context, I don't know what I was talking about. Texture says, Trevor to the Mystery Lady in Section 112 on Saturday. Doesn't this ice make you so hot? <laughs> what? Is that a pickup line from somewhere? Everyone appreciating Trevor today, but the closest I've heard you sidetracking it into drug or sex innuendo is Bud texting in his support. All praise to Trevor. I didn't see Disney on ice triggering it. Thank you. <laughs> Texas, it's obvious Trevor has never spent extended time with parents of young children. All of your vices go away or are significantly toned down, including mm, marijuana. No, I've, I've been friends and kids are young and grown up now. Who didn't tone it? Lot did, of my, a lot of they my, didn't tone down any of their vices. A lot, a lot of my friends that were, you know, I mean, most Motley Crue that were popping out kids by our senior year of high school and, and right out of high school. Some of them are in their twenties now, and they didn't change I mean, their it, lifestyle. It's crazy. At all. My buddy's oldest daughter's twenty three. Okay, but the point is, like all these people, you're saying none of them changed their lifestyles. Not really. No. Were their parents heavily involved in helping raise these kids? No, not in some cases a little bit, but not always. I mean, I just can't. I can't imagine raising my kids now and living the same way that I did fifteen. Well, we were in 10 our twenties though, having kids. So I mean, still, 
I can't imagine it. I mean, I had friends who had kids very soon, one in high school, several yeah. in college, and like their whole life's changed completely. Yeah. I mean, why do that? Why don't let kids? Don't let, don't let, there's no reason to. You can still have fun and enjoy the kids and, and be a good parent. Why? I mean, I mean, be, be Ivan Reitman. You don't have to. You don't have to like you know flaunt it. You just you know every every night and all weekend. It's <laughs> <laughs> great quote. <laughs> Texas said fans wanted justice to start over Siva in 2011. If we have Nolan, Siva probably transfers. Hell, we might have. I mean, people were – you do forget how critical people were of Peyton Siva those first – I mean, hell, even his senior year up until we won the title. Yeah. Um, well, I was re-watching the highlights of that Michigan game and how just clutch he was in that game. He was incredible. You know what's funny is it was like a 20-minute highlight reel of that game, and it did not include the quote-unquote goaltending. Or oh, the, goal, or the, 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 the foul. The foul, Trey yeah. Trey Burke. You think of a God with the body. You think a moment like that is so you know, you know, such a big part of the game would be part of a highlight reel, but it wasn't. Well, because it was so clear. He yeah. got him with the body. I'm surprised Peyton had a professional career after that hit. But some of the shots he made in that game, I just forgot how. I mean, he does the one up and under after going like three guys hanging on him. He was the king of keeping the dribble alive and just kind of like squirming to find like yep. a little like like a, a route to the basket and either creating for somebody else or create like he was the point guard that you want. Like, this, like, pass first, enough offense that you had to respect the shot and also respect his ability to get to the rim and finish there, but just always seemed to make the right decision, at least later in his career. I know he was up and down uh, freshman and sophomore season. And he played, if you go back and watch that Morehead State game, which I've done for some uh, unknown reason, even though we can easily chalk up the loss to Preston breaking his foot, like, we were just really bad, and I mean, Peyton was team. not good in that game. I mean, that was a team that I mean, Peyton that was his, that was his freshman year, right? Sophomore. sophomore year. I mean, I remember when Peyton got in, people were, you know, he was a freshman year, like Peyton needs to play. Peyton's gonna be, the kid's raw. I mean, he's probably going to get. He's probably a ten minute a game guy. Well, they I mean, said that because we had Sosa starting over him, and people just did not like Edgar Sosa. I mean, yeah, that that was a main thing, and Peyton being a McDonald's All American doesn't obviously sure. help. But I mean, I could watch Peyton and knew he was just—I mean, he wasn't ready for that, that this level at this point, and he got better and better. And last year, he was a great college point guard. It's just so weird, also watching that highlight and remember just thinking because Michigan was one of two teams that year I didn't want anything to do with in the finals. Like the other was Indiana. Like both those teams scared me because I thought they were both stacked good. I had no issue with Indiana. It, well, I mean, Indiana, I didn't want Syracuse. Indiana was just missing the coach. You get you probably put Jim Bayline with that Indiana roster, and they're probably a lot better. No, no question. Yeah, that was a very good. I mean, that was a great college team Indiana had, just not as coached well. And I thought the same about Michigan. So when we got Michigan, I was so scared. And looking back on it, it's how good that Michigan team was. They were great. They're I mean, underseeded. You're talking four. about five guys. They're starting. They're starting lineup all played NBA ball. They were all yeah, high draft picks. They were terrific. All played solid in NBA, yeah. Take said, Trevor, that Prince topic, you already did it already. You did songs that Prince wrote but didn't sing one time. Did I do that? Apparently. Huh. Texture I do a lot of Prince stuff. I might have to keep that in mind, though. Texture says, Trevor, your perspective is wrong. I know the exact people you're referring to, and they didn't do that stuff around their kids. Just being able to do you and leave the parenting to Mike, LOL. No, tell, tell, yeah, whatever. They just don't want to admit it. That's the difference between you and me and everyone else. I, I'm willing to admit it. They just don't want to admit they were. They were. Well, you can't admit to that. You don't have kids. Well, it's not like I haven't babysit the kids and done it in front of them. Well, <laughs> did the parents know? Most of them are they're sharing with me. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if the kid's like two or three years old. It's not. I mean, as long as you put, you know, open a window. I mean, it's not going to be that bad. They're not going to know. Texas said, if we had recruited Nolan Smith, we never would have gotten Andre McGee. Well, I don't – that's not necessarily true because McGee was – I thought McGee was a product of Telfair. 
McGee, well, McGee was a product of Tyler I think Ferry. we've been down that, yeah. And he was also two years ahead of Nolan. So he still, we still would have needed a point guard for those two years because McGee's first season was uh, 06. What do you know? He gets here, we go to the NIT right away. Um, he was 06, 07, 08, 09. Connected to Nolan's first year would have been 08. So, is, there any, is Andre McGee the most hated Louisville player ever? I mean, should be. Has who, to be. Who would be second? Is there anyone even near a second? Have we had anybody like kill somebody? I mean, sometimes I was thinking like, like, I guess Kentucky might not, and, and rest in peace to him, but Marvin Stone, like, leaving Kentucky. Because he came to Louisville, yeah. Yeah, I could see, like, that being, like, that scenario. But I can't think of, like... No, I, I think I can't anyone even near, like... People were mad at Zach Price because he was, like, talking about ratting on Louisville and stuff. People, you know, Bender would be up maybe, there. Maybe Samaki Walker because of the, the, the stereo no. stuff. But, and, and he, Samaki's cool as hell. But and, and but Samaki also was like his you know after his freshman year sophomore he was like he basically spent most of the year either dealing with the off the feet, off the court stuff and the other half he was dealing yeah with the but I, I still don't think he, I don't see him as like a disliked former Louisville no, player no. let alone hated it's, oh, it's no. McGee and everybody else in this conversation yeah I mean McGee's like one through nine and there's like maybe one person at ten and I can't even think who it would be Texas on the note of the, that Michigan lineup Mitch McGarry works in the cannabis industry these days I'm sure he and Shane had some good combos during that game it, it, I mean it was. I, I mean, feel I feel bad for Mitch McGarry. Like he had a really promising college career. Do do well and it started be, by being derailed by testing positive for weed. Which, yeah. I mean, come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> come on. Do you want to play some Michigan now? Michigan's legal. I mean, we're gonna look back at all these stories and be like, what, what were we doing? It's like banning players for having a sip of alcohol during prohibition. I think all five of those that lineup went in the lottery too. No, Robinson was a second round pick. Glenn, Glenn, but he played in the NBA for a while. The more that I watch, I always watch that sequence of the, and I watched it on. The, we didn't, didn't mention this on Friday, and I had it in my notes. But shockingly, I don't get to all my notes sometimes during during the show. But I wanted to talk about it, it was the ninth anniversary of the national title game on Friday, April eighth, and okay. you know, I watched the Crumbs Revenge. Michael Lindsay had put together that sequence of the Luke Hancock four threes that ends with the Harold Dunk. And he'd looped it with the audio of Paul Rogers and Bob Favano from the radio call. Nice. And I watched the video. And I always think, every time I watch it, if Karis LeVert makes that three in the middle of that run, I feel like it changes everything. Because we were yep. we hadn't completely seized momentum. Luke had hit two to get us back in the game. But they'd, all, they'd, hit, a, they'd hit a free throw in that span, too. And it was kind of like, eh, like we're on the verge. And LeVert gets a clear look at a three. And if it goes down, I feel like the entire game changes. He misses, we come down, we drill a three. Luke makes one more. Trez gets a steal. Bam, dunk. Just like that in the blink of an eye. That dunk, leading. man. That was, Coolest thing in the world. That was when Coolest. you could just tell the, the media room in Atlanta at that point was just, it was either, it was all over one Michigan fan. Like, no one else cared. It was like, not cheering was thrown out the window at that point. Like, when he made that dunk, I'm high-fiving Jason Anderson. Like, we're <laughs> chest bumping. Like, I mean, me and Selena are chest bumping in the, in the... I mean, it was... it was People were going nuts. Like, you you could tell who was there covering Louisville, and who was there covering Michigan. Sure. It was not being held secret. All right, I know we're up against the end of the show, but real quickly, uh, Texture says, two important questions. The first is for Trevor. The second's for Mike. Oh, first, Lord. Trevor, if you were handed a bag of five gummies totaling 100 milligrams, do you eat one or the entire bag? I think I know the answer. 100? For the whole bag, 100 milligrams? Yes. You eat the whole bag. You probably need another bag, don't you? Yeah, probably a couple bags. Yeah, you're an animal. That's insane. I can do good five, six hundred milligrams. Oh my god! The second question, Mike. Mike, do you think Kenny Payne making his first appearance at the Adidas Circus was a nod to Adidas, or simply because the more immediate impact players were playing there? I feel we should reverse these questions. 
<laughs> you answer the first answer the second. I mean, my answer is obvious for the first, and it's not the answer that you just gave. Um, <laughs> Damage the sector made me snort. Like. I do think that Kenny Payne was there as a kind of a, a nod to Adidas. I, I think if he's coaching at a, if he's the head coach of Kentucky right now, he's at the EYBL event the whole time. Yeah, but going there now, if it, not them or not, it's it obviously worked out if we're getting this kid from Canada, which hopefully happens. Elijah yeah. Fisher, if you missed the beginning of the show, we were talking about the fact that he was supposed to spend one day in Indy and then go to Orlando for the EYBL event. He ends up spending an entirely uh, second day in Indianapolis, strictly. Well, I don't want to say strictly, but primarily because he wanted to see more of Elijah Fisher, who's a top twenty-five player in the twenty twenty-three class, who could reclassify to twenty twenty-two. So, but to answer the question, I think it was more of the we're in Adidas school now. We're going to the Adidas event first. Like there are going to be players at both places that you want, so yeah. you need to put in some FaceTime both places. Um, oh man, we don't have to. Yeah, have, one more. We can sneak one more text in if you want. Uh, texture says about most second most hated Louisville players now that they're, they're coming in. One texture says Brandon Bender. Uh, texture says Jerry Eves. Uh, texture said I don't agree. I mean, with I think that. I think Wade Houston actually, but it's been forgiven. But at the time, I think Wade Houston would have been. You have more of a grudge against Wade Houston than I think anybody else in Louisville sports. Probably do. You hold I, on to it. You bring it up a lot. On, I do hold on to it. Yeah. I mean, you, you get mad when I bring up Terry Howard. Still, I do. <laughs> Texas Levert's the best pro on that team, and he came off the bench. I forgot he was on that team until you brought it up to me earlier. In the, earlier this Is his freshman year, and he ended up getting really good. Yeah, he did. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's. We, we, I can't. Uh, apologies to the the rest of the text. I, <sighs> you got to distract the show so much, Mike. Texas missed most of the show because of work. It sounds like Trevor was extra Trevory today. He was. <laughs> He was, he was rare form on a Monday. It's extra trubbery. He'll be back tomorrow, Tuesday. Everyone enjoy your Monday evenings. Hopefully the weather, God, please get better. Come on. Let's just, just stay just, inside like Mother Nature intended. Stop. Let's make it happen. Enjoy your Monday nights. We'll see you guys tomorrow right here at 3 o'clock. So come Monday, it'll be all right. Come Monday, I'll be holding you tight. I spent four lonely days in brown LA haze. And I just want you back by my side Yeah